0: and welcome to the finger guns podcast it is i sean who is taking the reins this week uh, as roscoe has been rudely dragged into work to do work um so i will be um manning this out of control train that is the finger guns podcast this week we're going to chat about all the big shows that are coming up throughout the weeks um and we're going to talk about the games that are coming out through june and we're going to do that chat with let's start with miles how are you doing miles Hello, Sean. Hello, hello. there. No. I almost. No. It. almost. No. It's
1: been a while since I've been
0: here. You can't do that. It feels like cheating. It feels I like, feel like you cheated on Ross now. It does feel
1: a bit weird. Maybe if I do it as like a hello there, does that feel a bit better? If I do a different tone? Or does that make it
0: worse? Um, No, that's fine. You kiss people differently. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't
1: help me like that, man.
0: <laughs> um,
1: have you had a good week? I have, thank you game of the week as to why but yes it's been a good week thank you it's been very busy uh building up to uh going to poland for uh, is it five six days i think we're going for um so also trying to get life in order for that as well which is exciting but uh yeah
0: otherwise been very good thank you mate brilliant thank you very much for letting us know let's try the other thompson now how are you joshua thompson
2: yeah i'm not too bad thank you not too bad how are you
0: i'm all right I- i've really got to get my josh and joshua down i've got to figure this out for you i'm sorry a, a josh uh, sometimes like you're in uh, trouble
2: i'm definitely more of a josh i yeah. kind of don't find any though um i get jt sometimes from my friends but that's kind of like uh that's not me saying you're not my friend you can't call me jt could i was gonna say like, I'm,
0: I'm, I, you call me josh or joshua you're not a jt kind of guy <laughs>
2: <laughs> jt is an open invitation to anyone
0: I don't think I'm cool enough to put off a JT, if I'm honest. Um, it, I feel, Fair it enough. feel it would feel uh, quite in- ingenuous to come from my mouth, as in like <laughs> I, I I've never called anyone by their initials. Um, yeah, true. Like uh, it's it's just too cool for me. I'm way too white and uncultured for that to happen. So I'm Josh. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, you, you had a good week?
2: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. God, it's been a while. Um. I didn't. I don't think I was here last week because life stuff. My mum came up and all that, so that was a whole thing. Um, God, today was my first day off in a while, uh, and I was expecting a PSVR two to turn up. Um, oh. it, it has, <clears throat> but it's oh. just. It's only just arrived. <laughs> um, um. Previous to kind of like sorting myself out, doing a bit of editing and uh, coming on the podcast because I wanted to play it with my partner. Um, I've got Beat Saber at the ready, I've got Before Your Eyes at the Ready, and uh the Horizon game came with the bundle. So I've got those three
0: to enjoy. Now I'm I'm gonna need I'm gonna need to speak to you probably next week then. Um around Before Your Eyes because I really want your experience of this. Because I played it on 2D with the camera on PC and then I played it on VR. And, okay. Wow. Such a like a transformative experience. I'm really interested in your your take on it so
2: yeah I mean I've heard great things about the narrative uh how emotive it is so I was, I was just like well you know I'm a sucker for a tearjerker so I had to get it
0: wow great I'm, I'm very much looking forward to hearing your thoughts um thank you uh Kat how are you doing this week
3: hello hello hello, hello. I'm good thank you how
0: are you I'm very well thank you very much for asking
3: Okay, I'm really aware now. Ever since the 200th episode, to like really hype up my hello because (laughs) because Ross really like went in on the intro and then he came to me first and I was like, hi. So now I'm like socially anxiously aware that that my hellos need to be like party central. So hello, Uh,
0: hello, hello, how are you?
3: Hello, is this enough party hello for you?
0: You proper went like kids TV presenter on me hello hello
3: <laughs> hello hello and welcome kids to the finger guns podcast. yeah no i won't be doing that
0: <laughs> i believe you probably had a really good day because of taylor swift news today
3: oh, any taylor swift announcement for me is, is always a good day a good week a good month as the friends theme song would have but we've got fallout boy we've got paramour coming on the air well Hay- hayley williams of paramour uh so yeah i'm buzzing i'm just you know patiently slash unpatiently awaiting the announcement of the tour dates so that I can spend all my money and all of my annual leave, maybe some unpaid leave, just going to all the concerts.
0: <laughs> wow, are you going to, like, groupy and her around the country? You know, I'm
3: not going to do that simply because it would be, like, disgusting. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely going to go to one, maybe two. But, like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not in the – I don't earn enough money to do it. <laughs> Fair
0: enough. So... I, I don't. I don't think many groupies earn like quite a lot of money, but I think they obviously have enough for the tickets. But then they just kind of live on chickpeas and and Pringles yeah. for the rest of their life. They don't really. And
3: that's that's not my vibe because I need. I love food. <laughs> so yeah, chickpeas that. and Pringles are just not going to do it for me.
0: No, I don't know why I chose chickpeas and, and Pringles as if they are pauper <laughs> food, <laughs> like quark sandwiches and. and I pricey
3: now, mine. I,
0: well. I know. I know avocados. <laughs> <laughs> That's like me saying, you survived on Lurpak and Cadbury's.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, Britain, it was that best country butter, Irish country uh, butter. Oh, um, funny. But yes, no, I'm very well. Thank you, sir.
0: Excellent. And running out our cast tonight is old Yogdog himself. John, how are you doing?
4: I'm good. I'm good. I do have a question for Miles, though. Okay. Um, have you recovered from the PlayStation Showcase yet?
1: um yes and no i'm still in a slight state of disbelief that it actually happened and i do feel like i've been in a fever dream ever since so (laughs) i guess i have sort of recovered in that i'm living in the fever dream but i don't know if it's a fever dream or reality so (laughs) fairs
4: enough and when you go poll once next week
1: uh it is wednesday uh very nice yeah it's coming around quick
4: um, I'm actually gearing up for a trip myself. Uh, I go to Belgium next week for like three and a bit days, so I'm very Ooh. much looking forward to that. Exciting! Um, whereabouts in Belgium? I'm going to Ghent. Um, Ooh, nice. My best mate lives there and he's volunteered to have me over for a few days. Um, so, yeah, he gets to put up with me for a few days. It's going to be fun.
1: God, <laughs> oh, Look at us all gallivanting around Europe and not...
4: <laughs> I know, we're proper uh, trotters, We are. Love it but uh yeah i'm pretty well i'm pretty well i've been playing a lot of games uh, and a couple of bits and bobs here and there so yeah busy but well
0: well excellent finger guns are on tour i like it if we could all get t-shirts and take pictures of in front of landmarks within ghent and poland that'd be great maybe anyway <laughs> should we talk about some games yes let's start as we always do with game of the week Let's start with Miles. Miles, what is your game of the week? Mine's a really small one,
1: Sean. Nothing major. It's only this tiny little indie release. don't know if anyone's heard about it. It's called Diablo. Anyone heard of it?
0: No. 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 no.
1: It's not even <laughs> worth mentioning, to be honest. I'll just talk about fights in tight spaces again. <laughs> um, I sort of only semi-joke. I've done on my fourth run of that game, and I absolutely love it. Uh, no. Um, I've been playing Diablo 4 um, quite a lot over the last three days or so since the servers went live and it is pretty spectacular um we obviously played a bit of the beta and we did some review impressions or preview impressions rather Um, we were all quite impressed but we're still a bit wondering like is it going to live up and be this quality for the whole way through and i can safely say that yeah it is very much that quality the entire way through um i really like the new darker tone of the story um so it follows uh, a new character or demon called lilith uh, she's the daughter of mephisto um who is the i guess lord of hatred um and it's very interesting of like there's a lot of thing about like destiny and prophecy wrapped in but it kind of like intertwines like your role and the role of angels in it which is really um quite well handled um and there's just a lot of backstory and exposition that's great uh the combat is diablo like if you played any diablo game it plays like a diablo game as you would expect um and it's been slightly streamlined down for the console version um but the wealth of different powers. I'm just enjoying having my whole skeleton army as a necromancer and just running around and just beating the ever-loving shit out of every demon I come across. Um, and it just has such a power trip feel to it still. Um, there's so many powers to mix and match from. You can respec it almost any time um if you need to create a new build, which I had to because I couldn't reanimate corpses in one-on-one boss fights because there were no enemies to kill. So I'd just be one on one in a boss, but with no ability to actually damage the boss properly, which was as fun as it sounds. Um, So I went back to the drawing board, respect my whole character, and then came back and kicked his ass. And I think that's the kind of beauty of this game is that it's really perfected the formula of what this genre is. And it's probably the best version of this kind of game that you can play. The world is stunningly rendered. Like Everything is beautifully disgusting and violent and gory. Um, And the CG um, cutscenes are just incredible. I actually don't know how they've managed to make them look so good. Um, So I think in terms of the build of this game, it's just really incredibly well done. Um, And it's fully open world now, and it's seamless. There's no kind of loading screens between any of the regions or zones, which, given the size of the map, actually baffles my brain a little bit. Um, the only time you'll ever see a loading screen is if you go into like a dungeon or in, into an interior location where there's an entirely new map that needs to be spawned in um, and there's just so much content over like a hundred side quests across all of the zones this story is pretty like massive it's probably 15 to 20 hours on its own um, then you've got world events you've got world bosses that you will combine with the fight so they'll just be random people in your world it's just phenomenal um i'm doing a proper write-up for it which will come out on the site hopefully either tonight or tomorrow um but yeah this this is big like this is a great game and it will tide you over for a long time and it's rare that um we get a triple a release that a releases in a good state and b is worth the full amount of money um but for the amount of game you're getting in this it's crazy efficiency or bang for your buck so yeah
0: diablo 4 it's lived up to the hype I'm I'm very happy for you. I know that everyone, almost everyone, on this podcast has been pretty hyped for Diablo Four, and I'm really chuffed that you got managed to get your hands on it. And it's it's kind of lived up to your expectations. It's yeah, it's, it happens.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. It was really nice. And yeah, the fact that we managed to you know get past as part of the you know review process has been great. Um, yeah, a real win, especially after my last two were uh, Atomic Heart and Callisto Protocol.
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah. You couldn't have asked for two more underwhelming games really, could you? He's <laughs> um, just... the
1: only one who was excited for them as well.
0: Yeah, perhaps for a reason. Just <laughs> <laughs> it's my own stupid hype. Well, <laughs> so I, I'm I'm obviously kind of I've not been lucky enough to get the the early versions or obviously it comes out on the day that this podcast goes up. And I've already been trying to figure out what character to go with by watching other people play the game. And right. I've i I've kind of noticed that the barbarians kind of getting a raw deal on yes. most everything. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. so I will be I wouldn't be picking the barbarian, but I did watch this on uh, this one guy um who kind of he's come up with a bit of a bit of a nerf for the teleportability ability. So I don't know uh-huh. if you can do this on console, but he's changed his camera angle so that essentially it's zoomed way out. And the teleport doesn't have a limit. So you can essentially Teleport as, as far as your screen will go so those <laughs> with bigger screens that can go wider can actually just teleport much further than what? people who don't <laughs> so i i imagine that's going to get a fix pretty quickly um but yes. you know he, he was darting around the map like billy-o um which and you know the props to, to to blizzard and you know if this is the only thing that comes out of it so far i mean apart from my glitch that this kind of hampered the hardcore progress have you seen that yeah i I, i've i've i only read the headline so i don't know if you know more about that
1: so it's it's kind of a difficult thing because i've not managed to do a hardcore character yet because obviously i didn't want to risk losing my whole character straight from the off while i was trying to review it um there are like like the camera is a bit of a problem of like in some locations it will just zoom in way too far and you can't actually see anything around you and there's sections where like if you go into a building and there's like a wall it won't do that thing where it like fades out the wall so you can still see your character or what's hitting you um, so there are those kind of problems so I'm not actually surprised by that teleporter camera glitch thing um, I've heard a bit about the hardcore thing but I don't know enough about it to retalk really about it but I know someone's already reached max level cap on it which I find wild um what is yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly who needs it anyway and the barbarian thing was it's funny you mentioned that because i tried barbarian first on the beta and i played two hours of it and i was like this is boring as fuck." and so i immediately went and changed to a different character and i was like there we go now i'm enjoying myself this is how it should be um i think the barbarians good in theory but they just for whatever reason have not made that character class like as cool as the others um, but I think if you're going to jump in, Sean, you should go as a druid because you can turn into a fucking bear and you can just go and wrangle everything as a bear.
0: I would never transform back out of a bear. <laughs> I know, that's why I feel like that is the class for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just Sean roaming around as a bear at all times.
0: Can I can I put a Russian hat on this bear? Because I feel <laughs> just kind of... <laughs> anyway, yeah, brilliant. I'm, I'm very much look, looking forward to diving in. Awesome. Um, Josh, what is your game of the week? Uh, I'm going to do
2: a quick little roundup because I've not been around for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, first first off, I reviewed the Tartarus Key. That review came out uh, late last week. Um, it's a PS1 horror adventure puzzle game. Um, you'll basically wake up in a kind of escape room type environment. Um, there's like cult imagery, Greek mythology, um, and the puzzles in it. Uh, were very, very satisfying, very fun. Um, very enjoyable game. I've got a full write-up of that. That's a quick plug. Um, i finally finished uh, Citizen Sleeper. Um, thank God. Um, I started on, on the Switch, realised that it was going to get a PlayStation release, as well as kind of like finishing the DLC trio that it had to kind of cap off the, the main story. So I thought, all right, I'll stop on the Switch. I'll pick it back up on the PlayStation and uh, I've now got the Platinum. It is a kind of cyberpunk tabletop adventure, tabletop RPG um, where you're essentially someone who's half Android, half human. You've got no memory of yourself because of kind of like the, the powers that be that are above, that are chasing after you. And you kind of make a life on this sort of like pseudo um world that's kind of settled on a like ship i guess it's called the eye um it shouldn't have been like a survived settlement type area after everything that's happened but somehow it thrives and it kind of carries that theme on throughout the game with the characters you meet um excellent excellent superb writing i uh, couldn't get enough of it uh, very good um and then played street fighter 6 over the weekend that just oozes style is amazing. I love the modern controls for people that kind of aren't either into fighters or that are new to the franchise in general. You can kind of pick it up and feel like a badass straight away. There is so much enjoyable. There is so many enjoyable modes to go through with it. Um, and then today I finished completed Killer Frequency, which will be my newest review that will be out either in the next couple of days. Um, and that is a first person. Uh, horror puzzle game, similar to Cut, co- kind of Tartarus Key, I guess. Um, set in the eighties, it's very neon, very synth wavy. Um, that had a cool story in it. Uh, not as great, satisfying puzzles, but the narrative kind of carried me through. Um, I know there's a VR version coming. I don't know if it, I don't think it's out, but I think it's coming out. It's definitely built for a VR experience. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'll get a full write up on that soon.
0: Really, I'm very much looking forward to that killer frequency. Um, I saw that it got a, a Meta Quest VR launch, but um, I was kind of hoping for the PSVR two version, so I might just hold off and, until that comes out to get get it because it it does very much look like a VR experience that has kind of been drawn down for consoles on like a flat screen experience. Um,
2: yeah, the controllers kind of feel the controls kind of feel that way that it's very like. There's a lot of buttons that do a lot of things, if that makes sense, that kind of a VR would quell that and make it a bit more streamlined.
0: Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna try and play the Tartarus Key. Um, because I'm I'm really getting back into my PSX styled um games. I've been playing Bloodwash. I don't know if you've seen that on PlayStation. Um not... PS1 collective folks. Um Okay. Yeah. It's a really, really cool game. It's really short, it's a couple of hours long. Um, but yeah. What an awesome selection of games. Thank you, Josh. Thank I went you. with Josh. See? Oh, I'm going to get him very close to that JT. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> Kat, what is your game of the week?
3: What game of the week um, is a game called Everdream Valley. I can't really do a roundup like Josh has because I'm embargoed by two of the games. Um, but I've been playing uh, Everdream Valley. And a couple of weeks ago, I did download. And sink a lot of hours into Arcade Paradise, which was really, really good. Really, really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, Everdream Valley at the moment, it's a very casual, cozy farming game, which anyone who likes cozy simulators, games, etc., actually I think would really, really like this. You can kind of do everything without an annoying like, quip to it. So a lot of um, like if you play like Harvest Moon or you've played like story of seasons which is the new harvest moon it has this really annoying stamina thing where it's like you have to you can only do so much in the day and then you have to sleep and it's just frustrating because it's not very cozy it's more like it feels like a bit more like oh i have to pick what i have to do and i can chop so many trees down whereas this does have this but you can just eat an apple and then get get your stuff back but this has like mini games to milk cows you know it has dreams and nightmares where you can like chase where you become like um a little chicken who lays eggs in their dream. You can, like, soil your farm. You can, like, herd animals. You can choose a dog. I have a dog on my farm, and I chose a chow-chow, and it's called Chub Chub. And it's just Chub Chub the Chow Chow and me just roaming my little farm. You that can, like, wooden saw. Oh, I know, it's incredible. You can get all sorts. You can get Newfoundlands. You can get a little Sheba. Incredible. Um, It's one of those games where you can just, like, put your brain in a jar and just switch off and actually i'm really really enjoying it i only only got the key a couple days ago um some review will be up probably post poland because i think this is a bit of a time sinker to really kind of get the full experience but yeah it's, i just really really like it so far i just think it's 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 interesting it's doing all the things that like you just love out of a cozy sim um there's no like battles apart from bee stings which take away your stamina like yeah, you get Jersey cows, Miles. you like a Jersey cow? I know you're from Jersey. Um, the real get a Jersey cow. Or you can get a black and white cow. You can get a ram. You can even have little alpacas on your farm, but I haven't found them yet. Um, and yeah, you, you're kind of on the farm with your grandparents because your grandparents are like too old and they've been sick. So you're like helping get the farm back to like a reasonable state for them. Um, yeah, you can like saw wood. You can like make little treats for your dog. You can play fetch. It's actually pretty good. If you want to put your brain in a jar, This is the this is the game for it. This is the one of the best farming simulators I've played in a long time. That doesn't have any annoying like now I've got to sleep to get this or now I've got to do X. Like this is what it is. So you can you can play the only I guess thing to that is that you can't stay up too late because otherwise the wolves will come and get you. Um, then you just go to sleep. So, but other than that, it's a cute little game you can water your plants you can grow plants you can do all the things you can feed your animals and your animals won't like lay eggs or get milk if you don't like feed them and they don't feel loved enough so it's kind of cute
0: you know until you said i was i was about to say that this is like this is your 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 you you've got like this niche avenue where you you seem to attract quite a lot of these type of games at i don't thing. know
3: why i do i don't know why it came to me and i was never planning on on that being my my corner but it is one of my corners now this um this cozy i'm kind of like the wholesome directs rep at the moment for finger <laughs> <laughs> And
0: I, I was gonna say like until you said take your brain out and put it in a jar i was like cat this is exactly your game i was about to say that just before you said that i was like no that's just gonna be thing <laughs> now um but that sounds sounds really interesting. Um, you mentioned Arcade Paradise. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite game on Arcade Paradise?
3: I like the mining one. So oh,
0: the, right okay. mine,
3: The gold that was it called gold something when you get to like mine the little stuff. I also really liked the city one where you've got with the UFO, but I've like beaten it so many times. It's longer.
0: Is that the one that's like um, Pac Man or is?
3: no no that's it's... the car one with the police yeah, that's the the, the gold one is like where you like have a little digger and you only have so much oxygen and you have to like dig down and get all the gold um and dig as far as you can go without dying or without being like crushed by any of the blocks oh yeah, then, that, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. love that suddenly... one love that one yeah. <laughs> did it suddenly like come back to you <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I was like that game I was I only ever played it like past midnight as like a way to chill out. And Yeah. They were the jar. Kind of, that's
3: that's also a yeah. game in the jar game. It's arcade paradise.
0: Yeah, I'm like my memories of that game are picking up chewing on you know cleaning out <laughs> or throwing toilet. stuff into a bin, attacking the toilet, yeah. and then just a myriad of weird games and yeah. Yeah.
3: It's it's so fun. good though, isn't it? Such yeah. a good game. Like yeah, so before um when I was a bit empty, like that that was my game. That was the go-to for every day. Like Josh and Mars, like do you want to come on Dead by Daylight. Like, I was like I'd rather not. I'd rather not like, you know, bleed my blood fresh out. Thank you very much. I will stick <laughs> to washing laundry and <laughs> playing this like little gold dig game. Yeah. Um but yeah, I like the city one as well, like where you had to like it's kind of morbid, but you had to destroy the city with your UFO, but you had to like time it correctly.
0: Oh uh, yeah, it was like um yeah. reverse reverse space invaders.
3: Yes, essentially exactly that. Yeah, I like that one too. Um I don't for the life of me understand the hacking one. When we got um, hack like codes.
0: Yeah, no. I know. I I, 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 I eventually got it, um, but genuinely I couldn't like put it into words. Um do you know how sometimes you yeah. get you see the matrix? that's that's kind yeah. of
3: yeah <laughs> yeah it literally is that game it's like it kind of what like it's kind of like sudoku but in an, in an arcade game but in like a block version it's like you can only have five one way on my, um, five that's just yeah um yeah. but yeah what what's your favorite game on arcade paradise
0: um mine was probably the hacking game eventually um because really?
3: the,
0: <laughs> yeah it was it, like when i first started i was like i hate this uh, i don't understand why i'm dying and then eventually, I figured out that like the the rows have to total up a particular number to yeah, be able to... to the
3: number, yeah. yeah. I think and, I've um... just got like I've just cracked it and got like, gotten a really high score, and that felt really good. I think that's why it gets you. That's why it becomes like a favorite because you think right. it got you, and then you get it, and then you're like, "Fuck yeah, I own you."
0: Yeah, that or um... air hockey, which is like f- f- fucking frustrating because nice. it doesn't work as as air, normal air hockey would. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, well wow.
3: no, there's my there's
0: my games. Thank you very much. Uh John? That's all what, what, did. What, what what is your, your obscure PC game of the week that you've been playing? <laughs>
4: uh Boy
0: 4. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, I, I joke. I have Diablo 4 but I played an hour of it. Um I've been playing Valorant, so I've been stuck playing riots FPS. I say stuck, I've actually really enjoyed it with some friends.
0: Dude, this, uh, this is, this is a wrong un- brand for you. You're supposed to come at me with um, Ancient Combat 15 Nile, <laughs> Nile of Death or something. This, is I've, this also,
4: is I've also been playing a bunch of Strategic Command World War 2, World at War. There um, we go. <laughs> Flashpoint <laughs> Campaign Southern Storm is a game I just tried for the first time today. So uh, I am still definitely playing my more niche strategy games. Um, but I've been dragged into Valorant by a couple of friends again. <laughs> And, uh, oh, I've been playing Macabellum as well. And I need to play System Shock at some point. Ah, too many games. Not enough hours, too many games.
0: Have you got one that you want to talk about as your game of the week?
4: Probably Valorant, just because I've been having a huge amount of fun with it. I have something like 1,800 hours in CSGO in the past. um, And I've always liked tactical shooters. Recently, I've been playing, uh, in terms of recently, for the last... Four years. I've been playing a ridiculous amount of Escape from Tarkov each year um, but I, that's a bit different it being an extraction shooter um, so it's been fun to get back into I guess a, a proper tactical shooter in, in Valorant I really? will say I, I'm not very good at it. I'm like silver free uh, which is fairly low on the pecking order I could probably be gold, possibly very low platinum if I really tried and like put a ton of time into it to practice. But I like just messing about in games and yeah, seeing what I can do. And it's it's been fun. I, I've just uh, so I've been playing it with my best friend, and then uh, he got me back into it initially, and then one of my uh, one of my mods for my stream started playing Valorant because he saw me playing it a bit on stream and we've been playing a bunch of unrated games the last few days uh, which doesn't affect your rank in any way shape or form and it's just been a blast really although I will say the 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 Valorant community can be a little bit questionable at times in um, what they come out with but then again you get that in every online game I guess.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Valorant does tend to attract a toxic perk kind of gamer. Um, yeah, and you know, I'll be honest with you, i bounced right off Valorant. Um, but I That's am willing fair. to give it a go um, now that I've got a PC that will play it in in a way that you know it was meant to be played. So if I if I get a chance, I will jump on with you at some point.
4: Oh, that'd be awesome! I'd love to do that. It's um, I I couldn't play it solo. I have to play it with friends. Whereas yeah. CSGO, I could always play solo. And I'd usually, like, I'd make friends from just randomly playing the game on my own. I'd end up doing games with them at some point as well, instead of just, like, people I already knew who played the game. Um, but Valorant, I can't play solo. I have to play with friends. But when I do play with friends, it's really good.
0: <clears throat> good. Okay, Let's let's make that a thing then. Let's do that. Okay.
4: Yeah, uh, so I need to do Metal Gear Solid with Miles at some point. I need to do Valorant with yourself, and I need to do Fortnite with pretty much everyone, I think.
0: Fortnite is very, very good. Okay, well, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, I was going to talk about Street Fighter 6, but I don't really want to talk about Street Fighter 6 because I just got my ass handed to me nine times on on a row by this one particular character, the ballerina character, who who I'm a Luke main now. Street Fighter 6 is absolutely my gem now. I was kicking ass i was on such a roll and then three players all playing with the same goddamn character came up and walked my ass time after time after time again and she's got this weird reversal thing where she spins me into the air and then elbows me into the floor and i'm fucking fed up of it take it out goddammit capcom you're pissing me off (laughs) anyway um... that was visceral (laughs) oh man uh, I was I was in such a good I, I was kicking ass I, I literally sat at one and there was like a queue of people to play me in the battle hub and I was absolutely owning and then these people turn up I don't is it Melina? Malina? not Melina maybe it's Melina I don't know um she's like a you know she's got a fringe and she's got these essentially she can counter your punches and kicks into like this thing where she throws you into the air and this guy just did it over and over and over again And I think it takes down some of your one of your bars, but fuck, it's just it's it does so much damage to me that I'm like, piss. And then I have to back off and just use ranged and they're like, Oh for fuck's sake. It's not my not my anyway. That's it. That's I'm not gonna talk about Street Fighter six. It is an amazing game. Best Street Fighter that's been out since two, which is a bold claim I know, but it is. Um uh, apart from that one piss off character. Thanks very much. Anyway, let's move on. Now, I'm going to ask about a quiz, because I haven't prepared a quiz, but did anyone else prepare a quiz? I have. Oh, Miles! Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man, I got you. Thank you very much. Um, let's move on to the quiz, then.
1: Oh, God. Are you ready for the quiz? I don't think you're ready.
0: I- I'm not ready. Are you ready?
4: Is anyone ready? Anyone ready for the quiz? As long as it doesn't have any Mario-related questions, I'm ready. Oh, Yo, mate,
1: that that all Mario. Oh, oh no,
4: Where, where's the leave all, all of them? What's the leave button?
1: All 70 questions are all Mario.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Celebrate in the digital to release of Mario Super Mario movie. Or <laughs> <are> some very <laughs> choice words I would love to use right now. not <laughs> be a good idea. Just Ross could always <laughs> edit them
1: out, you know. <laughs> Okay, dokes. Do remember the rules for quizzes. No emojis. Hands up only, please. Thank you. I'm just going to get that in before I get emojis back at me, which I'm now going to get anyway. Uh, it is ten questions, as usual. It is a mix of older and newer games. And, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see how you all do. Um, I also need to keep tabs mm-hmm.
3: It's
1: Grand. Are we all ready? Yeah. Yes. Let's, let's do this question number one in which 2021 multiplayer game can you throw a loaf of bread at an enemy be fired from a catapult oh my god cat's already up go on cat
3: chivalry two well done one. Oh, well done well done cat well done that
1: was
2: too long of a pause i'm sorry what, no does it, no i'll, does, I'll does forgive it
1: have, does it have <laughs> trebuchets It does have trebuchets, but in this instance, you get fired from catapults specifically. Or at least I was fired by a catapult over the wall of a castle. I died on impact, but it was funny. So it counted.
0: Uh, Uh, Question I want to say there, when you said which one, there are two <laughs> chance of getting that right.
3: i didn't even hear him say i didn't even one. say it i, just I went to say it and the then didn't. And i was like fuck it it's not chivalry one is there two and then i was like shit was it two that came out after or was it two that you played <laughs> <laughs> definitely didn't come i didn't out want to first. say which one
1: because i was like it'll be too obvious right okay um, Okay, question number two. In 2007, the British Board of Film Classification rejected which game for its unremitting bleakness and casual sadism? yogg Dog.
4: Oh, I've got this wrong. I'm gonna say Grand Theft Auto IV, but I think I'm wrong.
1: No, it is not Grand Theft Auto IV, I'm
0: afraid. Sean? Fortnite! (laughs) Fortnite was alive in 2007? Oh, he was definitely bleak. (laughs) Maybe the world was bleak. No, no. I don't know. Uh, Josh. Is it
2: Manhunt?
3: Uh,
2: Two.
0: (laughs) There you go.
1: (laughs) I'm giving Josh that one because I gave Kat the other one so I'm going to count both of them as legitimate. (laughs) That that is a legitimate thing you can do now.
2: I thought the first one was worse, but I guess I'm wrong. I've not played either of them.
1: So Manhunt 2 was initially banned, and then they had to do that weird filter thing over all of the... ...do, so that it would then be approved in the UK. Um, like, but yeah, uh, Manhunt 1 did get released.
2: A bit like Kane and Lynch Dog Days. I think they did a lot of censoring to keep the game releasable.
1: Yeah, that was a weird one, because I feel like that game wasn't even that bad in the grand scheme of compared to Manhunt 2.
0: <laughs> oh, it was, it was grim. But oh. imagine what they caught. Imagine what they caught. <cut. laughs>
1: yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the game was shit anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what,
1: <oy. Yeah>. Uh <laughs>
4: Um,
1: question number three. The Metro series takes place in which city's metro system? Yog Dog. Moscow. It is indeed. I'd stipulate in brackets until Exodus, because then it no longer takes place in there.
4: Well, after we start a game, it does.
0: Yeah,
1: for about five minutes. You bust out. If you stayed there. (laughs) (laughs) It's really not worth it, to be honest. Um, Question number four. Who says the infamous line, I need scissors 61? Josh, I'm really disappointed if you don't get this, especially.
2: Disappointed at me.
1: Yeah. Okay, as a hint
2: for a Metal Gear game.
4: Yeah, I thought so,
2: but I couldn't tell you which one because they're all fucking batshit. <laughs> um, go on, Josh. I'll just say Metal Gear Side 2 because we've got a lot of twos in here.
1: <laughs> the question was who said it?
2: Yeah, oh, who it said it? it?
1: But I will let you go again because I don't think anyone else has any clue whatsoever.
2: Uh Was it Campbell? Oh, fucking
1: no. Yes, it is indeed Colonel Campbell. <laughs> yeah, all right.
0: is that the dude with
3: the red hat. No, he red hat, is
2: but he does wear a he's beret. He's kind of the leader. Yeah, he's that's the leader what I mean. Of...
3: Yeah, I was going to say the ducky who's the beret on our fireplace. Him?
1: No, that's he's Ocelot. My... Oh,
3: no, okay. my my
1: ducky is Ocelot. I mean, I've got most of them, but I don't
2: have Campbells. <laughs> well, I'll explain that he's a boss of something that turns weird. Tldr.
1: Yeah, to be fair. Uh, question number five: Sucker Punch Studios are well known for their success with *Ghost of and *Infamous*. Which trilogy of games do they create before them? Oh, Josh, you were infamous.
2: first.
1: I said *Infamous* part of the question, my friend. All
4: oh, right. Well,
2: *Infamous* one, *Infamous* two, *Infamous* Sly. What was the question?
1: Yeah. Which games did they make Finish before the- *Infamous*? And I'm going to have to go to Sean for this one.
0: Oh, oh <laughs> man! Is it Sly Raccoon? <laughs> It's not Sly Raccoon, but you've
4: got the first part of it right.
0: What Sly the Raccoon? No. <laughs> what? what the fuck, Sean? Oh, what? What? Are you doing this on purpose? Or- Sly. Uh, da, 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 da. No, fuck. I'm gonna have to
1: pass on, Sean. It's not the correct answer.
0: Yes. <laughs> you're, you're
4: next, Slyper. <laughs> it
0: is
4: it's Sly Cooper,
0: Sean. <laughs> oh fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. is he? Is he a raccoon? Yes, he is. Right, okay.
3: oh, uh, oh yeah. that's
0: right. Okay, at least I got that part right. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, you were, you were close. And honestly, I was like, is he just hopping me on? Have I got this wrong? Is this my no, annual, no, like this, weekly this, screw this is up me. of a question?
4: I, I only got it because the sly bit of what Sean said, so he should have half a point.
1: Uh, slightly done, but I don't give Wait. half points. I don't it's want only half
0: points. Point. I don't want to pity half points. I fucked up, it's fine. Someone build a my <laughs> it's fine. Moving on.
1: <laughs> I love it. Uh, question number six. Releasing tomorrow, or the day that this podcast goes live, what's the title for the latest Amnesia game? Oh, Josh. What? Amnesia the bunker. It is indeed. Now, Josh, you get the option of a bonus question and answer. Okay. So All right. The developers who are making Amnesia is Frictional Games. What was their yeah. last non-Amnesia game that they made? Sean's got it. <laughs> Sean Sean does know this. Go on, Sean. It's Soma. It is indeed Soma. Oh, well done, sir. Did they, the point.
2: That, did they make that all the way before the first Amnesia?
1: So they oh, did. Amnesia Rebirth. Amazing, Yes, they did Amnesia Rebirth, which was a Bunker. Then they, before that, they then did SOMA, and I think they'd worked on previous Amnesia games prior to that, I think.
2: Right, yeah. See, I was thinking way, way back before Amnesia. Oh, no. I was, oh God, I couldn't tell you.
1: I'm going to be honest. I just wanted to work SOMA into this, because I think SOMA is an amazing game, and it deserves all the praise in the world. Fair. Uh, question, Question number seven. Total War Three Kingdoms is based on which country's ancient history?
0: Or oh, Sean, you were first. Uh, Italy. No. <laughs> I just took a fucking guess. <laughs> you <dropping
1: that.
2: laughs>
1: <laughs> probably were right on that one, but no. Uh, you're, China! You're it is indeed China, uh, well, so well done. That was going
2: to be my guess as well.
1: <sighs> nice. <laughs> um, question number eight. DJ, chun Lee, and E-Honda all feature in which fighting game series? Oh, Josh, he's writing it.
2: Street Fighter.
1: It is indeed Street Fighter. Well done. Hadouken. <laughs> uh, question number nine. Which Walking Dead character appeared in Tekken 7 as a DLC fighter? Oh, Josh again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was indeed Negan. Well done. I
3: literally just thought to myself, "Fucking Clementine was not fucking." <laughs> and then I, I thought you then realised you meant the show.
1: Clementine turning up and just it's like Clementine whacking people.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be fair, that would be quite entertaining. Uh, okay, and question number ten: Who developed the original Spyro the Dragon games? Yogg. Oh no! I'm gonna fall, fall into a trap, here,
4: isn't it? Insomniac.
1: It is. Well done. <clears throat> Grand. Well, well done. That's the end of the quiz. That was some That was some good answering there. Uh, I did have a bonus question, but we don't need it because we do have a clear winner. Would we like to know who the winner is? It's Josh. It is indeed Josh. Well done, Josh. You've succeeded. You. You've conquered the quiz. Thank you. Would we what like to hear the it? bonus question?
0: Yes, let's do that. Go on, then.
1: Why did the postal series end up in hot water with Peter,
2: Josh? Yeah, you could piss on a bear or something, or know.
1: <laughs> I mean, you probably can. It was not so uh, down here, but that probably is one yeah. of them. <laughs> Anyone else have an answer?
0: Could could you, check you answers as well? Could you like punch chickens? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you could indeed harm animals. Yeah, cat
3: liaise with Postman Pat, so he took a shift off. Just silence.
1: Thanks <laughs> what? <laughs> sound partially cut out So all I heard was they take a shift off and I'm like...
3: <laughs> no, I said he didn't liaise with Postman Pat. Ah, I like it. He said, what well,
1: was like... the
3: hot water and Postal? Okay, it actually
1: worked when I could hear the full Gosh. thing, to be fair. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's my silence like on my social anxiety for
1: the roof, <laughs> Don't worry, it was more my processing <laughs> error on my part. Um, so the reason I had written down, although I'm pretty sure all of the answers so far have been perfectly valid, uh, was that you can use cats as weapon silencers and then they explode after being used if you hit an enemy oh, with them. Jesus, um, hilarious. And you can also and you can also kill animals. So yeah.
2: <laughs> I love cats, but that's fucking funny. <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: <laughs> that's edgy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that game took edgy to like a whole new like stratosphere. That postal for you? Yeah.
0: Did Have you guys seen Peter's new advert? You wouldn't eat a T Rex, so why are you eating a chicken? you guys see that? <laughs> Ordered them oh. to assume I wouldn't eat a T Rex. Oh yeah, like I'm like Fred Flintstone. Like, bring that T Rex <laughs> over here, bro. They obviously
1: haven't <laughs> seen me play Exo Primal yet.
0: <laughs> uh. Fun times. Thank you very much, Miles. That was an excellent quiz. I enjoyed it immensely.
1: Excellent. Pleased to hear. Glad you all enjoyed.
0: Brilliant. Let's get on with some topics then, shall we? Um, So the first thing we want to talk about this week is obviously the very important thing that's happening pretty much all week is that we are about to have an absolute slew of game showcases. So I just want to go through, and for our UK visitors and, and listeners, I'm going to tell you the UK Times which I know is like a pain in the ass because all these shows seem to be advertised in PT or whatever other American time zones that are like British Mountain Time or whatever the hell that is. Um, so we are starting off on June the 7th with the Guerrilla Collective, which starts at 5 p.m. And this is sponsored by quite a few people. But one of those sponsors is PlayStation, which is nice. June 8th. The main showcase kind of happens where we have the Summer Games showcase, which begins at eight pm British Center Time, and is followed up at eleven pm by the Devolver showcase, which is being heavily um, promoted right now. Um, following that, we have the sorry Day of the Developers, Day of the Devs, which is on at ten pm BST. So it will be Summer Games first, then Day of the Devs, then Devolver. Um, June tenth, we've got the Wholesome Direct, uh, started at five pm. Uh, and then we have the Future Game Show starting at 6 p.m. BST on June 10th. And finally, oh no, not finally, um, on June 11th, we've got the Xbox Game Showcase uh, starting at 6 p.m. and the PC Gaming Show starting at 9 p.m. And then then finally, um, Ubisoft Forward on June 12th at 6 p.m. So this entire week between now and when we next have a podcast is going to be the most scrammed <laughs> period of announcements like next week's podcast is going to be insane. Let's have a look at what we're looking forward to the most. So pretty much all of these have had teasers or little little nuggets of of leaks to come out. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys which of these shows you are most interested in and what you're most excited about. And if you've got any predictions, I'd like to hear them too. Um let's start with Josh or JT. Ooh, yeah, getting in there. Um have you got a, <laughs> a show <laughs> have you got a, a show that you're most excited about right now?
2: uh i think day of the devs normally excites me the most when i'm thinking of kind of consistently being a game that i definitely check out uh day of the devs is normally a high hitter in terms of like the ratio of games um that i would definitely play um summer games Fest is definitely going to have the big swings um so i'm um, that's kind of the most interesting one in terms of like, I have no idea what could be there. So imagining it being like having massive games is the most exciting, but Day of the Devs is where I'm like, I'm gonna play probably all of them. Um, And then close third, I guess, would be um, the Wholesome Games because it's basically like a plushy version of Day of the Devs. (laughs) You get all the great indie games, but they're very cutesy. and equally, I'll play as many of them as I would for the games that will definitely be showcased at Day of the Devs.
0: Nice. Yeah, they are they are amongst my favourites. Day of the Devs is, is always really high quality. It's a really a cu- highly curated show where, like, you know, Guerrilla Showcase sometimes has, like, you know, 2D Metroidvanias that you might have seen X number of versions of in the past, whereas Day of the Devs normally features stuff that's quite quirky and different um yeah it was last year they had that game that was like a black and white football game where you were playing in some kind of weird regime i don't know if you saw that game
2: <laughs> yeah is that um i feel like that's just been added to the playstation store is it kind of like red and then the white there's people are dressed in white and you're kicking a football around it's yes. got a really strange name i can't but it's kind of like a slice of life first person um god i don't even know what to google to find this oh, yeah. um it's the weirdest i'll definitely come up with a name um but yeah and what i like about day of the devs as well uh specifically is they put the they put the um development teams at the forefront of their presentation when it comes to announcing their games or showing off their games further you know we get to speak to you know creative directors or art directors or whatever they kind of want to whatever they kind of want to showcase the most of we get to hear from the horse's mouth of kind of on on what the game is about and what that means to them and kind of their origins as well because it's normally across the world that we get the kind of development teams from and i really appreciate that aspect that it's not kind of like trailer ads trailer jeff trailer ads uh, and we actually get to sit down a little bit with people that know what they're talking about and it's just gives an added layer of why you should care about their game
0: yeah for sure um miles have you have you got any shows that that you're quite interested out of that list
1: i think devolver's always the big one um i just love a lot of what they tend to publish because it's and also just their showcase tends to be just a wild ride experience anyway um and i really enjoyed theirs last year um interestingly now that i have the proper gaming pc and i've had it for a whole year the pc gaming show actually feels a lot more exciting for me as well than it probably ever has before um and i know it probably sounds a bit weird but ubisoft i want to see more of things like mirage um and they've got a couple of other projects in the works which i kind of want ubisoft to kind of get back on track and i want them to kind of redeem themselves after a couple of years of not doing uh very well um so yeah I think there's quite a lot. I'm interested in Xboxes um just to see if they actually manage to pull out what we kind of feel that they need to. Um I think they need to really go hard on this showcase and really impress and get people, you know, on board with it because they've not had a string of wins particularly in the fall of Redfall. Um see what I did there. Um yeah. So I'd like to see what Xbox have got at the sleeve. And I think they are hopefully going to go all out to actually make this one because we said this last year, they didn't really do it. Um, so I'm hopeful on them, um, but also Santa Regione are going to be uh, showing off a bit more of a couple of their projects. I think they're planning to, and there's going to be a demo for their new visual novel um, that will be announced too. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot of exciting stuff. And to be honest, I don't like predicting anymore because it took me about four years of predicting a metal gear remake to, for it to finally come to fruition um so i'm just excited to see what random games come out like i think it was last year there was the cub and Angerfoot and stuff like that was kind of announced and that just you know was the highlight of it was finding these random gems in and amongst all of the other announcements um and looking forward to playing all the demos and trying out these random games to seeing what tickles my fancy again um so yeah, nothing majorly particular, but I'll be looking at those showcases, I think, uh, in a bit more depth than I probably would have previously.
0: That's great. I think um, the PC Gaming Showcase apparently has something like 16 announcements that they're going to make during that show. Oh, um, damn. So, so it looks like it's going to be another expensive year ahead of us. Um,
3: oh,
0: where's the time? <laughs> that's ended. It, like Like... Money stops being the issue eventually because you've just got a backlog. It's like, oh, fuck it, just add it to the pile, whatever. It's honestly, the backlog is a mound. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I've
0: I've actually got to the point where I'm just like deleting stuff from my PC now because I want to install other things, but I'm deleting stuff I haven't played. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like anyway. just
1: huge games that you never got around to playing that you've had installed for two years.
0: That's it. And uh, it's really interesting with the Xbox showcase this year that um, Aaron Greenberg has announced that there won't be any CGI. Well, sorry, there won't be any fully CGI trailers at their presentation. So it's all going to be kind of geared towards gameplay, which is good. Which is kind of where you would expect some of their projects to be, um, given like last year there was quite a few CGI trailers. Um, so there's, you know, we, we might be seeing the new ha- Fable, which is has been heavily teased. Um, yes. <laughs> what was that, Cat?
3: <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm guessing you're quite excited about the Xbox showcase then.
3: Yeah, that would be cool. To get Fable. Um, yeah, it will be awesome to get Fable. It will be, but I think with Fable, I think it'd be one of those things where we'll probably get like a 10 second pan out from the mountains and the title and the actual title of whatever Fable 3 is going to be called. Um, But I really, really enjoyed the first and second one. Um, This year, for the first time in Finger Guns, I actually get to say that Xbox game looks pretty sick and I'm going to play it because I finally have Game Pass. Um, So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, so because everything looked dope last year at Xbox. Um, Xbox did a very, very good showcase last year and it was very much like salt to the wound of... Oh, that looks really cool. Can't play that though. Oh, that looks cool too. Can't play that though. Oh, fuck me then. Can't play that either. And so, and nearly every game that's on in the showcase is like day one game pass, day one game pass, day one game pass. Uh so I'm really excited for that. Um, because yeah, I'm just gonna get gold back and just rinse through it. Um, like we said earlier, I am a unofficial representative of the wholesome games. <laughs> Not direct. Um, uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. I always think there's a couple of good, it like really solid indie games that come from that. Um I think for me, I completely agree with Josh. I think Day of the Devs for me, I think that wasn't one game that I didn't love from Day of the Devs last year. That was the way I found Little to the Left, um, and a couple of other indies from Day of the Devs, and then a lot of the Day of the Dev stuff actually does end up on the wholesome direct as well, weirdly. Um, I think those two are my my favourite, um, but I am specifically looking forward to the Xbox One this year just because I get to feel the hype that everybody else feels at the end of that specific trailer seeing Day One Game Pass. Like get to feel it and actually be excited for myself. Um, I'm
0: really, really excited for you to get that. I think it, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where, you know, if you don't own a console or you don't own a good PC, you can watch these shows and go, that was all right. But if you know... <laughs> that you that, like you already like like, a bitter mouth. <laughs> yeah. That, that was fine, you know. That that was a that was a B plus showcase with an actual fact you're going, fuck I in an Xbox.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what me and Miles have been doing for the last two years. So this year I actually get to feel the hype and I get to feel the um, you know, the loosening of my wallet not being touched because it'll be day one game pass. Um I think Devolver is always good. But I don't really ever play much devolver, but I do love the bit I love the bit that they do that like theatrics of their showcase every year. I think that's becoming quite a thing for them that's become like truly theirs to do that yeah. little bit around um like the scenes and the acting and whatever kind of play they do out in between all of the the stuff I think is really fun and I think that's just a very enjoyable showcase to watch um yeah. whether you or not you you play the games you know Redfall isn't my thing and I like definitely looked really interesting, but I still haven't gotten around to playing it. So yeah, so that's that's kind of my top tips. I mean PC Gaming Show will be pretty sick. Um, and I can't wait until I get, you know, the joy of a Steam sale because I, I've always repped that the Steam sales are the best sales of the year. They get honestly, they ain't fucking losing any money doing like 75p Batman. Like <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. So
0: uh, did did you pick up the Tomb Raider collection when it was on sale for like stupid stupid money?
3: Oh uh, no, I didn't because I already had it. But I did tell multiple people who hadn't got it. By the way, this is like disgusting. You might as well be robbing them. Um, you yeah. absolutely have to get this. So yeah,
0: yeah. And it's weird. I'd love mentioning... to see a bit of
3: that though because we are getting a new Tomb Raider game.
0: I mean, so maybe. maybe.
3: Maybe, maybe, but I maybe. think you've got a shout there with Fable,
0: yeah, because think, they
3: I'm... mentioned it by like, by audio last year, so there must be something this year on Xbox. It's got to be Xbox's probably big announcement. Yeah, hopefully, I mean, maybe it's their like finale.
0: There's there's a couple of there's a couple of announcements that we can kind of infer towards. So I know that Xbox dropped like a video of some glitter going to, like a a, a teaser for the their showcase. So. You Know everyone's kind of surmising that that's probably fable. Um, what you've also got is um Outer Worlds 2.
3: Yes, I, yeah. I
0: always get that mixed up with Outer Wilds, so I'm just making sure I got that right.
3: Yeah, and Outer <laughs> Wilds was the boring game alive, so <laughs> you know, <it's laughs> although not... that's a very controversial statement, apparently. But it yeah, no, like... I fell asleep.
0: That game is like super marmite game. Like people either bounce off it or they yeah, fall in the door sure.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, wasn't into that at all. Fair um enough. but yeah, Outer World 2 is also on the horizon.
0: So yeah, and we can probably it's expect gonna be a good year. There. I think
3: I've got a good feeling about this one, especially as it's like all crammed into one week. Um, I think it's gonna be a really good time. It's like E3, but just a week long instead.
0: I love it. It's like being at E3, queuing up and watching it, other people yeah. play games for a week. Um, John jog dog. have you got anything other than the PC gaming showcase that you're looking forward to?
4: (laughs) I'm so predictable I I mean I'm going to be watching every single showcase as much as I can Uh, I go away like two days after it so I probably need to get some packing and stuff done but other than that I'm going to try and dedicate quite a bit of time to watching them all I am going in blind even to the PC gaming show. I don't know. I've not been looking at rumours or or teasers or anything like that. And I've very rarely been on Twitter and stuff recently or just social media in general. So I think um, it's going to be fun just from a surprising point of view to see what's going to be available or what's going to be announced and so on. I would like a strategy game or two to show up, but I'm also... Uh, entirely sure, but other than maybe Frostpunk two, there's it's doubtful that there's going to be tons of strategy stuff. Um, so maybe like a shooter or an RPG would be nice. Uh, Fable was mentioned, so that'd be cool. I I played Fable two and three. I think I played both of them to completion way back when. Uh, So I love a fable. It'd be interesting. Uh, It'd be pretty cool to see what sort of spin they'd uh, do with that that series nowadays with modern systems and so on. Um, And I think storytelling is generally, I'm not going to say it's got better over the years, but it's certainly changed in RPGs compared to 20, 15, 20 years ago. So. Um, it's it. will be interesting to see if, if that does get announced. But the the thing mentioned about Microsoft, they really need a good showcase this year. Uh, so I'm excited sure, to see what they do.
0: Yeah, I think it, it's weird because you kind of get a feeling that Sony kind of held off a little bit, <laughs> and and that that you know Microsoft, you know. The pressure's on now. Like Sony's show in in the rearview mirror. Apart from obviously Miles's, you know, absolute breakdown about Metal Gear. Sorry, it, <laughs> it, it's 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 one of those kind of B plus shows where you're like, I'm going to play a lot of this, but it's not really strengthening why I bought a PS five. Yeah. Um, and whereas you know Microsoft, they really need to come out and say why you need to own an xbox this time around and you know if if fables there i think that's a, that's a pretty good thing you know if, if there's a new forza um you know if they could you know really pull something out of the bag as a surprise or something because i think everwild's probably going to get shown which is rare's new one it's going to be an exciting show i think but i think you you know paradox might show up at the the pc gaming show they have done in the past so you might get some more strategy stuff
4: I think the thing with Paradox is, uh, May was kind of a crazy month for them. All their grand strategy stuff had basically their DLC released, and generally they're on at least a a three to six month schedule. On something like Crusader Kings 3, they're only releasing like two major DLCs a year, Uh, uh, more like one proper, like big DLC. They, They have greatly changed their DLC uh, output over the last few years. They're focusing more on uh, trying to make bigger packs, which don't release quite as often because of that. Um Whether it's working or not, the jury's is out. I still prefer Crusader Kings 2 to 3, and I feel like Crusader Kings 3 is... I haven't played the most recent DLC yet. Uh, it's... Um, it, it was a little bit light on content compared to two, but yeah, it, seeing what Paradox would announce, if they are would be really intriguing. Um, I want to see whether Creative Assembly are going to announce anything, uh, because occasionally they do as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Relic, I doubt will do anything because they just laid off half their staff, so I don't know if there's anything for like a company of heroes.
0: Hey, it, it costs a lot of money to go to these shows, you know, if you've got to cut hard to yeah. staff to announce a T3, that's what you've got to do. Yep. <laughs> I, I get the feeling that some of the Paradox Arc stuff, um, so that the indie stuff, the Paradox do with other developers, um, you know, may have a showing at the PC gaming show. I think it'd be weird to have a PC gaming show without probably, you know, one of the really big PC stalwarts that's kind of, you know, it's PC almost exclusively at this point, isn't it? So,
4: yeah.
2: Um, so,
0: it would be interesting to have a PC gaming show without them there at all. Um, it's pretty
4: interesting because Paradox of uh, Paradox Arc stuff. Yeah, I'm almost more interested in what they put out via that publishing label than I am um, their mainstream grand strategy games. They're all of their mainstream grand strategy stuff, but. They do a nice variety of of uh of games via paradox arc one of the more recent ones is mechabellum, which is uh like a mech based auto battler and that's been that's been really good um you can tell it's not quite got the budget of some of the other auto battlers like say or i don't know uh team fight tactics, but it's got enough of a strong game in itself that it it's just really interesting and really fun to play. So um, if Paradox Arc, or Paradox in general, has stuff there, I will be super excited. Um, but I'm really intrigued to see what both Xbox and Ubisoft do. From yeah. the perspective of both of them are struggling in some ways, especially Ubisoft at the moment, I really want to see how they're going to go try and right that ship. And they... This this is going to be a prime opportunity for them. So, um,
0: uh, sure, yeah. I, I
4: just hope it's not just Assassin's Creed stuff because I like Assassin's Creed, like mo- like a lot of others. But uh like uh, they need to branch out a bit more. And uh, in fact, Ubisoft might have a strategy game. Uh, yeah, Anno 1800, or... yeah. Uh, yeah, Anno eighteen hundred. Yeah, another Anno,
0: Anno game Anno. would be great. Yeah, and you know they might put out another rabbits and take strategy game of the year. <laughs> 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 so i'm i'm particularly interested for the ubisoft show because of the assassin's creed Um i
4: wired myself into that one yeah, uh yeah, yeah. um it, we got mirage but there's i know they did oh. the assassin's creed day last year where they talked about three other titles but i think they abandoned one of them now um so well
0: i, I think it's been gone back to be reworked hasn't it um so I think, I mean, for for me, they've they've just announced this Assassin's Creed Nexus, which is like the VR game, which I think Assassin's Creed in VR kind of sells itself to me. Even if there's one dive off of a tall building into a haystack, I will immediately pay whatever price they want to to charge for that. Um, and obviously I'm a big Assassin's Creed super fan, so you know whatever they want to show it, there obviously Mirage, but if they can announce a bit more about what Hex was or about Jade, around the, the one that was on the mobile, maybe, figures yeah. crossed, maybe try and get that on some of the platforms. Um, but you're right, I think Ubisoft really do have to put in a, a really strong show because um, there's, apparently there's, there's there's a lot of um, kind of free-to-play Battle Royale games that have been in development for a while that have all either been released very quietly abroad on as as completely different games in the state that they're in to recoup some of the cost or they've been scrapped entirely and you know essentially they've got a lot of teams that are kind of being redirected to other bits and pieces now um and from what i hear you know there's there's other companies looking to, to potentially pick up whatever's left of their their shares to try and do a, a full full buyout so you know, I can't. I can't imagine Tencent would be averse to picking up entire. You know, half of Ubisoft because they've got more money to burn than than God himself. So, yeah, you're right. Xbox and Ubisoft really need to 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 put in a good shift. And I always like the the future game show. And nobody else has kind of mentioned that. And I know that kind of Toby gets really excited about that one as well because it's kind of the home of the 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 double A games. Um, so like. You know, the the guaranteed seven out of 10 games um, that have got a lot of ambition, not a lot of budget. And, you know, some things work and some things don't. And I kind of like that show because half the time, you know, you're into a a new potential favorite. Um, Those games that really try for an eight and probably get a seven out of 10. Um, But yeah. And I'm really interested in what happens to Tracy Smothers at the Devolver Showcase. I love the Devolver Showcase regardless of the games because I think they're always incredibly scathing about the rest of the industry. You know, it's <laughs> AI and, and they've got they're they really doing something with a mascot this year—a mascot that's completely invented, but they've been inserting it into all the games for some reason, um, which is is very interesting. So Devolver
4: have some nuts ideas, and they just work a lot of the time for them. And even when they don't, they're generally quite funny or like innovative in some way. Um, I think their marketing is pretty top-notch as well compared to a lot of other publishers. They they really know how to get a game fairly well-known out there without just putting ads absolutely everywhere. So I can yeah. respect that.
0: Yeah. Well, has anyone got any wild predictions? I'm going to throw this. You can all come off mute and just throw wild predictions at me. Are there any games you're expecting to be... Announced over this next week that's just going to shock zone. the world. Apart from Killzone, John. Metal Gear Solid remake. <laughs> you can't wish for that now. I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> Medieval 3 Total War. Although I suppose you've got to Total War at the start nowadays.
0: So when I say shock the world, we've had one game that's already been announced and a game that two people want, <laughs> you and the other guy on PC. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, have you got anything? Kane and Lynch 3.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, because, because 2 was so good, they need to make a third. <laughs> From all the
0: content. Uh,
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no, do you know what? I don't know. And I think it's a bit of a cop-out answer, but, like, kind of the Day of the Devs stuff, like, all the indie game stuff, like, uh, for me, it's like, it's always games you didn't know you wanted that you when you see them, you instantly want them. Um, yeah. and that's always the best feeling. So any predictions aside that I could make, having that feeling for a lot of the showcases that will go on that is more indie centric, like it's always great for me.
0: Yeah. I've got a few Sean. Go on, Miles.
1: Beyond good and evil too.
0: Do you think it's gonna happen? No. <laughs>
4: they'll put a trailer out and then nothing will come of it. Yeah, they'll leave it for another 20
1: years and then they'll give us a little hint that it's still apparently in development. Do
0: you know, I'm really expecting about 10 years to be watching, a, you know that YouTube channel, like, uh, people make games?
1: Yes, yeah. To be
0: watching a documentary about how shit this fucking development cycle was <laughs> for the game. Because hasn't, like, the creative director retired from making games now?
3: Probably
1: at this point. I would, I would imagine so, yeah
0: because I'm, I'm pretty sure he announced like he was done. So he announced Wild with that Black Sheep Studio as a PlayStation exclusive, ditched that, went back to making Beyond Good and Evil 2, which he started a decade before that, and now he's retired. So he's got two partially made games that he's just like, eh, whatever.
1: <laughs> Peace out. See you later, guys. <laughs> Enjoy the trailers. That's all you're getting. Uh, i got a shocking
4: game. Go on. Fortnite 2. And you don't keep any of your cosmetics or anything. So, <laughs> they're going to overwatch
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I don't have a game prediction, but I do have a software prediction. Go on. Um, that Sega are going to say, like, a mini Dreamcast or a Game Gear mini or a fucking, like, re- reversion of the Game Gear. Oh,
0: uh, that's take classic. That.
3: I'll take I that. Game Gear. Yeah. You're I just feel like bleeps, a, a couple of. I feel like last year we were talking about Sega having a rumor that they've got something in the in the pipeline. Because I remember talking about the Game Gear, and it's it's very quiet on the Sega front. And I wonder if they're going to be like, boom! Motherfuckers fuckers, bringing out the Dreamcast again."
0: What was that noise you just made before you said we're bringing out the name? That what was that?
3: Boom! A boom!
0: Boom! That was it. Okay. It, it, I think it peaked it did sound a bit odd <laughs> we just got like a <laughs> <Yeah>. I think <laughs> I it
3: was I just thought, the sound capture or or when it, when it to, it's the football hooligan in me when it comes to it's the football hooligan in me when it comes to Sega
0: I, I yeah, genuinely I thought that Zangief just joined the 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 call because it sounded like Zangief from Street Fighter was throwing me across the screen <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. some trauma so, that you have right there Sean <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: Uh, Did you jump? Were you a bit hyper vigilant?
0: <laughs> well, I, I immediately was like,
3: "Fuck! I've lost!" No, um, <laughs> immediate tears streaming down your face. Okay. Just one little oh. tear from your right eye.
0: Yeah. Okay. okay. So, Duty
4: so, and Battlefield devs teaming up to make a game that would shock people.
0: Battlefield of Duty. Exactly. That How would about
3: Rayman? Ray Rayman Odd the World Strangest Wrath
2: remake.
0: Do you know what i take that but i just i genuinely think that the what's his face um lawn manning has been tapped out on the amount of money he could actually get for his odd world games now i like <laughs> I, I just like it, the amount of times like you know new and tasty did okay you know yeah and i just i just don't think that like the the, the brilliance of the way that the, the originals they just don't they aren't being recaptured I just don't think it's enough for people to really want to write him a check for what he wants anymore. Especially since the I guy. Mean, the last is... one... Go on, sorry.
2: The last one was PS Plus game as well, wasn't it? Like, out the gate. So, yeah. reasons yeah. to buy it when done.
0: Yeah. It's a real shame. Um, I love Lorne Um, but he just hates capitalism that much that no one wants to give him any money. And I kind of get it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's kind of a problem in this market, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Speaking yeah. yeah.
4: Capital- capitalism, I've just seen the price of the Apple VR headset and our Slack. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, uh, so this
0: this is kind of breaking news. I haven't really had time to click on the link, but um, I'm, I'm being told that the price of the Apple VR headset is close to $4,000. Is that my correct?
2: Yeah, about $3,500. Fucking
0: okay, hell. It's
3: not anyway, Apple, it? but like, shut up. Go away. I can almost guarantee
0: <laughs> it's going to sell a fucking book.
3: Yeah, like because there are money. people who are like, like Apple, like diehard. It's like a little cult. Like even when people like, there's a there was like a small pocket of the market where people are like, they have to have the next Apple product because like yeah. it's their it's their thing, and they'll yeah. like, they'll do like mid they'll go to like the midnight release of the shop or the six a.m. release of the shop just to say they have it.
0: Yeah. Well, my my old boss. Um, I'm sorry if you listen to this old boss. I'm not gonna name you by name. He. <laughs> He took the badge off the front of his car and replaced it with an Apple symbol. He he used to walk around (laughs) with an Apple belt belt buckle. Um, He had a small. What's your old boss, Steve Jobs? (laughs) (laughs) I fucking genuinely, the guy was just like. He was so far up Apple's ass that it was embarrassing. So
3: so for the listeners, um, no, Sean does not work at Apple, nor has he worked at Apple in the last job that he's done.
0: (laughs) Nor will he be now. (laughs) Um, Android for life, baby. Um, (laughs) Okay. Um, So, yeah, that's all the shows that are coming up. And it looks very exciting. And next week's podcast will likely be full of excitingness. Especially considering we might hear something about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And you guys may have been, you may have seen on Twitter this week that some questions um, that have been asked by somebody. So (laughs) I'm going to get into this in a second, but um, they've been, some questions have been posed to the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth team, um, which they've come up with some answers. Um, So I'm just going to read out those questions and answers just in case you haven't seen them yet. Um, so the first question was, was, how is development progressing on Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? And the answer was, development is progressing smoothly and according to plan. We are currently working on nailing down a release date for the game. Ooh. Question two, how will players journey through the world outside of Midgar in Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? Answer, players will be able to journey across the wide and multifaceted world with a high degree of freedom, experiencing a myriad of different stories along the way. Question 3. What are some of the key things to look forward to in the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth story? Players will witness a chain of narrative developments that lie at the very heart of the Final Fantasy VII story while discovering each character's destiny. Finally, do I need to play Final Fantasy VII Remake to enjoy Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? Answer, no. We have made preparations so that players who, who did not get a chance to play the first game could fully enjoy Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. So, some interesting little quotes there um, that I wanted to kind of get your takes on. First, actually, that you know we're getting close to a re- release date, possibly. Um, secondly, it seems like they are going out of their way to say you won't need to have played the original part of Final Fantasy VII's remake trilogy or quadrilogy or however many it's going to be to enjoy the second game. Now, has anyone on this podcast not played Final Fantasy Remake? Hands up. I've, I've yeah, not played I any will.
4: Final Fantasy game ever.
0: Never. Well. Okay. <laughs> well, oh, my
2: <laughs> God. A very disappointed <laughs> wow there. Like, wow. Oh,
0: wow. I
4: know. I'm oh, an uncultured my... swine. <laughs>
0: hates mario and never played final fantasy it's just a just a weird podcast we uh, i i i welcome diverse opinions there we go <laughs> anyway um, <laughs> well caught, Well caught. Oh. <laughs> so my my question to you uh Jog and to cat is despite the fact that you've not played the first part of final fantasy 7 remake trilogy would you be enticed to play the second part without playing the first part given the fact that there have been preparations
3: uh, not, unless, not unless it was a bloody good recap, no. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't like some, you know, you know, like if there was some bullshit you can carry over your f- save, then no, like, I'm just going to start a new bland. But uh, yeah, no, no, probably not.
0: Okay. That's John? No. <laughs> <laughs> Woodwards. Wood. The second part of a remake of a game series you've never played, not entice you in, your dog. What the hell?
4: <laughs> I know. I, outrageous. I, I like to be different. What can I say?
1: You'll be too busy playing the Metal Gear uh, remasters. <laughs> That's
0: true. That's true. <laughs> um, so, Miles and Josh, I know that you two have played the remake. Um, have any of these um, kind of quotes that have been coming out given you any any time ty- any time for pause? Have they increased your hype for it? It seems like they've been doing this all week and they're probably going to continue to do this all week, potentially leading to a trailer or something.
1: I think the middle two interests me the most. Uh, the idea of a multifaceted world, and I want to know if that's any different from the uh, first remake um, in terms of it was very like, linear progression through like singular maps, but mm-hmm. then you would return to a couple of locations, uh, which was slightly more open. Um and whether they're actually going to make this a bit more like open worldy style where you can like move freely back and forth between areas, or whether this is just going to be a, a high degree of freedom means that you can walk down three different paths, two of them lead nowhere, but you can go down them if you want to, and then you have to go down the actual path to actually progress the story. Um, so I think that one's an interesting because that seems like the logical place where they can expand, I guess, the scope of the game now that it's a sequel. Um, of the remake Um, make the world a bit bigger make it feel a bit more organic give you more to do um, that feels a bit more freeing in terms of if they're now outside of Midgar um, there's a lot more world to explore um, a lot more to do in theory Um, and the chain of narrative developments it's such a weird way of phrasing seeing the story um, and I don't know whether they've just chosen that to make it sound more exciting than it is Um, but I guess thinking along the lines of where remakes timelines are and where the ending has finished and what we know about how Crisis Cause story might be integrated into the story itself now and that kind of thing. Um, it just feels very carefully selected, how they've chosen to say chain of narrative developments and each character's destiny um, makes me think that they're going to be fleshing out um, each of the party's role in the overall story itself. So I wouldn't say it's got me more excited because I think anyone who's played the first remake was a big fan um i think everyone's pretty hyped for this one anyway um but i am intrigued that they've added that extra kind of selective description of how they want things to be for this one um and i think in terms of it not needing to lead on from the first one it sounds like they're just going to make this its own like you can jump in at this point we know who the big bad is they'll just reintroduce them again um and then you're following the parties they probably get established and set up and everything else again um, so I imagine having played the first game will help, but I don't think it'll be like necessary or essential in that way um, but yeah, I think it's interesting that they're going down this route um but again, it's very short on detail, so it still doesn't really tell us anything more than we don't already know um, but yeah, it's good that they're doing it at least and there's some transparency around it
0: nice yeah i'm 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 interested to see how things are actually going to change because obviously. Things are different this time around um, but anyway, uh, Josh, have you got any thoughts on these these quotes? Um, yeah, I think it's a strange one to
2: start doing this in the midst of kind of 16s like spotlight that it should be having. Um, I feel like the concentration and the good previews and stuff like that should be very like this next game is your Next biggest game, why divert attention? Or is it just because it has got attention that they might as well carry it on? Maybe they've put such an emphasis on new players uh, coming into Final Fantasy 16 and not having to ever play any of the, of the franchise at all. Um, and why it's such a good starting point for people that aren't necessarily fans of old school RPGs where they are turn based, but now it's more action heavy. Um, 7 Remake had a similar direction, but it was still the kind of tactile menu system in kind of like a slowed down real-time version. Um, So, you know, there's some uh, synergy there between the two games and combat and stuff like that. Um, Release date-wise, crazy things have happened, but, I mean, fiscal year sense for Square Enix, maybe they want to make the biggest amount of numbers. So they can, can't can say that they had a disappointing game or a disappointing year by doing it before the end of the fiscal year next year for uh, companies. Um, and I think story-wise, they're kind of dancing around the fact that the first game was kind of all about defying destiny. Um, and the second game is definitely going to be about the consequences of you know, going against destiny and what what people's futures lie. Will they be able to get out of? Sorry, <clears throat> like the first game, they defied destiny, but does it mean that's the end for them? Does their destiny still continue on, just in a different form? Kind of with the fate of characters. Um, it could also be like a completely fresh starting point for a game in terms of like it's going to have a start that is very much like an intro to these characters in the first place, like as if it was a brand new game because it kind of is now um, by the ending of the remake that it's not really like the original anymore. Um, So we'll see. I think um, they're just using interesting terminology to drum up hype for kind of their franchise in a way that's going to try and get new players as is 16 kind of having that similar format.
0: Yeah. I think, I think the one that really caught my eye was about the release date because mm. I, I'll be honest with you, I really expected it to be to have to, to known a date by now if it was going to release, say, before March. Um, mm. And I, I think a lot of people, myself included, uh, kind of expected the development cycle for this one to be shorter because a whole lot of stuff is already done, you know, character art, music, um, that, that's all kind of nailed on. You don't really need to improve that any. Um, the combat system is already good, so you know it, it was like, do do you really need to have a full development cycle? But I guess you know if they they really want to nail this down and make something new and fresh and different, then then yeah, probably. But that's that's the one that caught my yeah. eye.
2: I think um I think they've done some homework off the back of Sixteen, this kind of sense of exploration that they're kind of talking about. 16, like there are realms that you go to that have their own sort of like biomes that you explore. Um, They're not necessarily open world, but they're like divvied off into little sections that you get to kind of explore your way. Um, They're not like just straight up paths, but they are, you know, a branching and a little bit more open for you to kind of go around, do your quests and such like that. And I imagine that's kind of similar what uh, Rebirth is going to do. It's not going to be you know, you're seamlessly travelling from Midgar to um, uh, the hidden village uh, where Yuffie is, I can't remember the name, you know, in like in like one scene where you're just like moving across from like, like you would in GTA from one end of the map to the other it would be a bit of like a you know, like a map change and I feel like that's what's going to be in 16 as well with the with the worlds, but them in themselves are going to be quite big um, so yeah, I think Maybe that's kind of why this development's taken a little bit longer is that they've taken some notes from the other de- development team and they're kind of implementing it forwards to kind of have more of a relationship with the kind of current um, installment that they want.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Anyone else got anything they want to say on these quotes while, we, while we're on this topic? No? Wonderful. Let's move on to our final topic of this podcast, then looking at the releases that are coming up throughout June. So June, historically, it's been quite a quiet month. It's normally kind of E3 season. The only kind of games that get released during this month are usually the Shadow Drop games that you weren't really expecting, but are normally a pleasant surprise. This June has already seen Street Fighter Six, and as of the release of this podcast, diablo 4. So things have slightly changed. <laughs> and the rest of this month is also looking pretty tasty. So I just wanted to get your guys' takes on the games that you're looking forward to, uh, games that people should keep their eyes out for. Uh and I know that Josh, you did a really great indie developer or sorry, indie game roundup um for games that are coming out this month. And I've I've been kind of eyeing up a few of those. Um so that do you want to start with with you and, and looking at some of the games that are coming out in June? Have you got any particular highlights you want to talk about?
2: Um, yeah, a lot of them, uh, some of them in that list are already out. Um, I'll just quickly breeze through those. Um, Sunshine Shuffle came out 24th of May. Um, that's like a Texas Hold'em cutesy uh, like game where you're talking amongst furry creatures that have just robbed a bank. Um, Fake Signals is like a 2D um, extraction. Well, what you say? Yeah, infiltration game where you look like John Wick, you act like John Wick. It's got a really cool pixel art style. Um, Return is a 2D, Metroidvania-like, that's got an emphasis on its art-driven narrative um, with long-range and melee combat. Um, Some other Metroidvanias, Killer Frequency, which I'm reviewing. Um, Gibbons got a release uh, on the 1st of June. That was already on Switch. But I'm kind of looking forward to uh, Bleak Sword DX, which comes out on the 8th. So this Friday? Is that this Friday? Um, And that looks really, oh yeah, Thursday. That looks really interesting. It was originally a mobile game. Um, It's Devolver Digital published. And it's like a top down sort of like dungeon crawler, but with a really really low poly pixel art style. it just has a really good sense of style, and I think that's what Devolver kind of thrives in, in, in with games that have, like, an emphasis on their finesse. Um, uh, Dordogne, or, or I, don't, I hope that's how you say it. Dordogne, Dordogne. sounds French. Dordogne. Dordogne. Yeah. Um, That's been kind of shown off and teased for a really long time, um, and that kind of gives me a lot of, like, seasons, a letter to the future uh, kind of game where, Kind of journaling your uh, travels through the little town in France um, and kind of reliving memories of your um, grandparents. Um, So that seems interesting. Um, Layers of Fear, kind of getting a remake slash sort of ending sequel to kind of the whole Layers of Fear franchise all in one neat package. Um, Yeah. And uh, I think the big one is obviously final fantasy 16 for me is as like a not an indie game but triple a that unbelievably we're getting 3 in june um it's just i don't have the time i don't have the time to play all <laughs> these games um but yeah i could i couldn't believe it i, I was struggling at first cuz i feel like indie games like to kind of quickly announce and then release um but yeah the the list that we got for june is incredible
0: yeah, can, can you can you remember the days when you know developers used to avoid releasing games in the summer because we were all too busy enjoying the sunshine, and now they're forcing us inside with the the glare on the TV from the the curtain draw. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn sunshine! Do
2: you, do you think it's kind of a symptom of COVID times where you could release your game at any point of the year and they had they sold well? I think I think back to. Um, to literally 2020, we had Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us Part Two in June and July back to back, and like they did ex- exceptionally well critically, uh, sales-wise, and they probably just thought like, I think the space now for games is like you can release it whenever if you've got the if you've got the kind of marketing for it, it's gonna do alright no matter what time of the year you do it.
0: Yeah, and I think I think these kind of games that are releasing are games that will attract a particular type of player anyway, regardless of what time it is of the year, you know, these aren't games that you would pick up for like as a Christmas present, you know, like Call of Duty or something where a kid would like, oh, I want Call of Duty and they'll get Call of Duty for Christmas. I don't think these are, you know, no kids going out going, oh, I want Diablo 4! They, they, they aren't doing, they, they don't want the box game. Um, yeah. Is it like, Final Fantasy sixteen isn't something that like people are going to be buying for Christmas. Do you know what I mean? Apart from like the people who, you know, don't get it between now and Christmas, maybe wanting it for Christmas. But the, I think these are kind of temple games to their own particular genre, which, you know, I try, I, you know, Street Fighter Six, you could release Street Fighter Six at any time. You could release it on Boxing Day and <laughs> and you'd have people queuing outside. Um yeah. so you know, it's 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 just a a weird time of the year. Um, and it's making us all go into goblin mode, which is fine, you know, hiding in our codes <laughs> um miles, have you got any particular games that are releasing in June that you're really excited about?
1: Yeah, I've got a couple um one of them is obviously aliens Dark descent. It's the kind of tactical top down ex type um aliens universe set uh tactical game. I don't even know how to describe it to be honest um, but it looks really. Like I love XCOM and so it's like similar feel, it's got a similar kind of vibe to it. And um a lot of the recent announcements have said how like the levels will be left as you've left them. So if you come back to a level after you finished it and say you blocked an escape route, that escape route is now blocked for you for good. You can't use that in like a future time that you need to do that level again. Um so I think that game is shaping up really nicely for the kind of budget that it has and the way they're using um the license of it. Um, and also six days in Fallujah. I know this is quite a controversial one. Um, so it's set in the, I think it was like a six day siege of the Fallujah town in Afghanistan. Um, and it's aiming to be like this hyper realistic, uh, intense, like story experience where you, you like take part in the siege over the six days. I think, um, it's had a bit of like controversy caught around it about like how realistic it is and whether it's worth, um, or whether we should even be like recapturing that kind of, uh, moment in history and that kind of thing um but i think sometimes games like this although they are um controversial in a sense i think it's good to have like the flip side of call of duty i think otherwise you kind of forget that war is still a really horrible thing um and games like this can actually be quite good at helping you to realize that actually it's quite a harrowing experience and i remember playing insurgency sandstorm for the first time and be like damn this is intense like they ain't no call of duty or battlefield um so I'm looking forward to trying that one out. Um, and then, yeah, Final Fantasy 16 is obviously the huge one that I'm really looking forward to. Um, I've already had one big game in Diablo. So, yeah, this is a dream that I feel like thoroughly spoiled for, um, which doesn't happen very often. So, yeah, plenty to get excited for this month, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, Six Days and Fallujah, I think the kind of kickback has been because... Um, at least initially when it was kind of first in development, it was kind of seen as this um, war porn. uh, Yeah. Go America, go, you know. It's all about how awesome and heroic the Americans are. Um, And, you know, obviously kind of time's moved on and, you know, we kind of know that, you know, the wars that we've been involved in weren't particularly valid wars. and
1: We weren't the great great good guys.
0: (laughs) No, no. And I, I think initially, you know, that game... When when you know it has been developed in development for a very long time, so I think probably they've you know. But I I like to say I really enjoy games that aren't just um you know me pointing at shooting at someone and it pretending to be a military, you know shooter when in actual fact it's you know it's essentially Halo with a military skin on it. <laughs> and, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> you know I think you know if that could do something different, um I would I would just really like it if that game had something more to say other than. Um, kill kill the people who are you know who've got a different skin to me um yeah there's there's a couple of games that were released like budget games on the ps5 recently that are just awful awful terrorism hunter games which are just like shoot shoot the person in the turban and and that's the that's the that's the objective (laughs) and it's like oh my god this is this is the most awful. How did this pass? Uh Didn't
4: you review one of those? Not one,
0: yeah, yeah. They really, the same developers released a couple of their other games that released on PC. They are essentially like asset flips, and you know they bought store bought assets, they've thrown together, um, and it's it, it is they are awful, and they do have a really poor tone. Um, but, you know, I, I I don't get that from the modern-day reincarnation of Six Days of Fallujah. I know that there is still some distaste around the way that it was initially presented, but that was a long time ago. So yeah. it looks like brackets. a
1: very different beast
0: now. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm hopeful.
1: Yeah, I just want to give a shout out. The Last Hero of Nostalgia, which is that kind of pixel art, Soulsy type inspired game, is getting its PlayStation release this month, and that game is amazing. So pick it up if you haven't
0: played it already and you want it on PlayStation. Oh man, I can't wait for that. It's like Stanley Parable meets Dark Souls. Is that yes? The yes, description?
1: It, it, it is exactly <laughs> that. And honestly, the narration in it and the way it just riffs on everything about Dark Souls is just so good. It's so on point and so all in.
0: Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that too. Um <laughs> Josh in the in the chat has just said, God's sake, I've got enough. No, Josh, we're piling more on. Um Kat, what games are you looking forward to during June?
3: Um, well, I'm looking forward to quite a few, and luckily for me, I'm actually embargoed by some of these. um so lots to look forward to. lots that I'm currently playing in June as well. I'm surprised the boys didn't say um, park park beyond because I know that when that came out, both <laughs> of them were like, that's really cool. Um and that comes out this this month, so that's really exciting. Um, Silicon City kind of looks like Sim City but the real 1990s SimCity, um, so that's, I'd be interested to know a little bit more about that. We've got a couple of tycoons going, so we've got that Park Beyond game. We've got Espresso Tycoon. This, it's just it's looking nice. That um Dordogne thing looks cute, now that you've said it, Josh, I, I did look up. Um, And then, of course, we've got the one, the only, the CTR, which is now new CTR, not Crafting Racing. Crash Team Rumble that kind of comes out at the end of June. And that was did fun. That be... The beta was
1: really fun for that. We had a yeah, good time. The
3: beta was really, yeah. I we did manage to play the beta thanks to um O2 priority benefits, which was very, very fun. And actually I did have a really good time. And I hope that they do sort the um like rank system out. But you know, I had a bit a, a, like a really fun time of it, so I'll be really, really actually excited to play. Fuller game because, of course, they just gave you a little snapshot in the beta of a couple of the characters, um, and just a couple of the levels. But actually, there's more levels and there's more characters to play in the, in the main game, so um, yeah,
0: yeah, I think I think the price that Crash crash team rumble at the right, it, I think it'll do really well because it, yeah, it seems well, it's 25 quid, from. isn't it? Yeah, well, I, I didn't know, happened, yeah. So. But, you know, if they if they price it at the right place, you know that'll do that'll do a lot of a lot of numbers that will. Uh, I mean,
3: yeah, I think it was I think it's twenty five, and I thought actually that's a really decent price for that.
0: Yeah, that's that's in my knee jerk. Oh, go on then. That's you know. Yeah, it's eliminated. kind of like
3: <laughs> Crash Bandicoot, um, Rocket League, <laughs> a little bit. It's kind of like if Crash oh, Bandicoot took a little bit of a, a little bit of a take on Rocket League, but there's no cars so uh that's the best way that i can explain it in like four words crash no five words crash bandicoot takes rocket league um, wow okay um i don't know if miles would agree with that description would you agree with that description miles uh
1: in like the purest form of like the arcadey like crazy addictive fun aspect of it yes in terms of actual gameplay no uh, <laughs> But yes, I, I, can, I can see I can see where you're coming from in terms of like the feel of the game and what it's like to play. Um, it did give me a bit of like that Rocket League sort of. This is just really fun, and I'm having a good time just playing it.
3: Yeah, like short bursts of games, lots of fun to be had. Um, yeah, I just want to get June out of the way so I can get so we can you know then I'm one month closer to oxen free. Um,
0: oh, maybe we should do this at the start on the first podcast of every month. We should do like a. A, a, it's review a good of good shout, the game. you
3: know, though Cause, it, cause yeah. I yeah,
0: because I, I, I imagine the month of Oxen Free will also be the month of uh, quite a lot of games that everyone is salvating over. So, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> oh. um, uh, Jog Dog, have you got any games that you're looking forward to in June? I don't know if there's really anything that's, that's your cup of tea on the horizon, but I'd be very interested to hear if you do.
4: Aliens, Dark Descent. Um, I'm gonna wait on Miles to play it though and see what the reviews like. Um, because I do like my XCOM style games, so I'm, I'm definitely keeping an eye on that one. Uh, Diablo, I suppose technically, like you said, it's it's gonna be out tomorrow for standard edition holders. Um, I did buy the Ultimate Edition, and I only played like an hour. I just, uh, I've been distracted by other games, but I'm looking forward to sinking my teeth into that properly. Uh, once my friend who uh, is also getting the game is available, because so I kind of wanted to just play it together as a duo as opposed to going and doing tons of solo content. Uh, not really much other than that, there's like one or two smaller titles I have an eye on. I think one's called like Revival Colonization or something along those lines, which is like a sci-fi 4X sort of civilization style game. Um, but I think that's out right at the tail end of the month. But uh, yeah, it's it's it, like May was really busy, um, really, with all the Paradox DLC coming out. But this month not so much it's a bit quieter so uh, I'll keep an eye on aliens other than that uh, not not really tons I'd, I'd argue
0: okay I I, um, I really appreciate your using miles as a guinea pig for aliens um that's a fascinating way to look at this um imagine,
1: imagine if I hate it on like, it's a three out of ten it'll be like another Callisto for me and I'll be like ah. <laughs>
0: I'm genuinely a big fan of of like you guys taking on codes for big games and then when you know your review is like a couple of days before embargo just going in and having a little oh there's pre-order bonuses do I bother and then going down and finding out what about the review <laughs> <laughs> guinea pigs oh, it's it's great it, um, it is useful it is absolutely um, I've got a, a few games that I'm quite looking forward to this month um terminal velocity boosted edition so terminal velocity was one of my um kind of childhood games which i was really really excited uh, slight to see was getting a, a kind of re-release um i believe it's kind of in early access or something right now but um it's like a total hd remake from the original creators and if it's if i get as much out of it as i did as a kid i know that i'm probably going to you know view it through rose tinted glasses and but i i loved that game when i was a youngster so i'm very much looking forward to that um, I'm also excited about Park Beyond, but I, I know that I'm not as excited as, as almost everyone else. I know that Ross is particularly excited about um, Park Beyond, so um, I really hope that he manages to get a hold of that as you know, as a cup of or, um as, as just something that he can play in his own time. Um, Mask of the Rose, which looks like a quite an interesting narrative game, as well as uh, Harmony: The Fall of Reverie. Um, both look really interesting. I've been keeping an eye on them for a while. Um Classic Sports Driving, which um it's it's kind of a really cool take on the whole retro racer where it kind of looks like a retro racer, but actually it handles like a modern-day racer, um, which is, is like a, a I've I've written that in a couple of indie lists and I'm I'm really excited for that to eventually see the light of day. Um now that I've got my VR um pixel ripped uh 1978, which is the sequel to the previous one, but essentially you play arcade games and then get sucked into them and play arcade games in first person. So like old retro inspired arcade games that you played then as the actual character within the game. It just looks absolutely crazy. Um layers of fear again I I've I've enjoyed the layers of fear games. and um, I I I completely agree with everybody's criticism and I still enjoy them regardless. Um I only played the second one on Switch, which was disappointing because it ran like shit. Um, so I'm really looking forward to playing like a HD version of that game because I imagine with proper visuals and, and stuff, it would be so much more atmospheric and involving. Um, probably one that's just for me is, is Sherlock Holmes' The Case of the Hung Parliament, which is part VR game and part FMV game. Where it's essentially like a an actor's troupe and that do lay miz. I've done a Sherlock Holmes game where you explore via through via VR, which looks super crazy. Um, i'm I'm kind of waiting on aliens Dark descent reviews as well. Um, I'm quite looking forward to playing the last year of Nostar um, myself. um I'm surprised, Yog that you didn't say Trapang 2, um which is coming from team seventeen. um it's kind of like their take on Tarkov very realistic shooter that's coming out this month.
4: I didn't even know about it, to be honest. I'll have to keep an eye on that one.
0: I would highly advise, definitely for you that. um, It's like a really hardcore shooter that's kind of um, escaped from Tarkov ish. Um, And another game that I really wanted to shine a light on is uh, C-Smash VRS, which is coming to PSVR 2. It's kind of a tennis game, but in really bold colours, which... um, Oh, I think it's Ollie Smith did some in the art for, um, which looks really, really cool. And then I'm i going to roll all this up now. Just the last game I want to talk about is uh, Forever Skies. So I, I played the demo for that in one of the Steam Next Fests a while back. Um, it's kind of like um, Subnautica, but if Subnautica was set on a world that was destroyed by nuclear explosions, And there's like this constant fuzz around you, which is like disintegrating all metal. It is, it looks fantastic. In the demo I played, it wasn't finished, anywhere near finished, but it just looked super, super cool. And um, I'm really looking forward to I don't normally do those kind of survival games. I normally just bounce right off them. Um, But it just looks really cool. Oh no, I've got to mention this. AEW 5 Forever. Like the wrestling game to end all wrestling games. Um, I know that none of you guys really watch wrestling but this game looks fun even for a wrestling game Um, you can skateboard and skate into the ring and there's just going to be blood everywhere and it's got mini games where you play baseball and you can play as the referee and it just looks so fucking fun Um, I really can't wait for AEW fight forever so yeah that's I mean June is shaping up to be incredible incredible Um, so yeah Brilliant. Should we round this off with some quick recommendations before I have to read my script for my exit? Um, Josh, have you got any uh, recommendations that you want to make?
2: Oh, I think I'm going to buy maybe Miles or Cat's recommendation because I'm going to recommend, if you've not already seen it, because you probably should have, is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, Mastered. <laughs> I knew it, I knew it. You can jump in on this recommendation with Mars. Um, I absolutely loved it. I was floored by the animation. Um, I don't know how they kind of expanded on the first film, and I don't want to say it's better because it's definitely not over. Um, there's going to be a third film, um, and I, yeah, I was just blown away by. It the the attention to detail, the art style, the kind of shots and frames that you get of these massive vistas, and the spider people just look so small. And it was it oh, it's so stylish, so heartfelt. Uh, the stories are cool, and something that I was thinking when I was watching the film as well is that the spider people look like spider people in action at the very pinnacle of, like, execution uh, is maybe best way I can ex- describe it. Kind of like the comic book panels where they look so, like, agile and insane that no live-action film has kind of channeled in that way of, like, their agility and mobility and just incredible sort of execution of Spidey powers. Um, yeah, flawed by the film.
0: Wow. I really need to go and see this. Have um, you seen the
2: first one?
0: Yeah, I love the first one. Um it's just it's just time right now. Um, but I've yeah. got a couple of days picked off now, which I was gonna use to, to write some reviews, but I might just sod that off and go to the cinema. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um uh, it's a great time. Um and it's f- like for film for kids that like are into Marvel films or anything like that, like this is gonna be like probably their favorite.
0: That I mean, that's great but I'm going to have to take five kids with me. Any cinema trip <laughs> with the kids suddenly turns into a mass. People hate me when I go to the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> My two youngest are always just running around. Um, yeah, well we'll see. I think I might wait until I like I can guarantee that there's going to be less people in the cinema for me to piss off before I go and see it. Um, but yeah, I need to jump on this. That's a fair shout. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, 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 have you got a recommendation on when I need to go? How many weeks do you reckon I should leave it for? (laughs) Um, Man, you know, when I said
2: like Mario is going to be the biggest film, I think one of the biggest film. This is tracking to be like even bigger, which is crazy. Um, I know the domestic figures are kind of huge in America. and I don't know how much it reflects um, in the UK, but I'm working at a cinema and these screens are filling out like every day. Um, so yeah you, you might have to wait weeks but it'll be there for weeks because it's selling out it's you know doing so much numbers
0: oh man I, I might just, just like call, put put myself an imaginary meeting in my diary and just carve out three hours for myself to take, to take myself <laughs> and a, a bag of pick-a-mix yeah. um, great I'm super excited um, Miles um, I'm sorry that, that Josh has stole your thunder do you <laughs> also want to talk about Spider-Man?
1: no it's okay i've played like uh five or six games since i was last on the pod so i'm just going to oh, quickly no. shout out all of them instead okay. um but also i will reiterate josh's spawn with everything he said about the movie It is phenomenal and the soundtrack as well is like beautifully done um yeah it's one i'll be listening oh, to for a while
3: you, Miles. you knew what my recommendation was
1: i'm gonna let you elaborate on it i'm just saying that i liked it that's all <laughs> <laughs> josh saw mine i'm kidding um so i've played quite a few games in the last couple weeks um so i want to give a shout out to the texas chainsaw massacre i did i took part in the technical test for it and it's it's good like surprise like it's a mess obviously because it's still not ready for release yet but what is there is like a really good foundation for like a really fun um asymmetrical like horror game um but it's 4v3 instead of 4v1 which is quite an interesting take on it um I also played Return to Grace, which is a lovely kind of atmospheric, just like exploration story game, um, where you go to a planet, it's like set in the year 3000 something or other, um, to find this AI system that was like the pinnacle of humanity. And it's just a really cool, um, like walking sim, very similar to like, um, everybody's gone to the rapture, that kind of thing. Um, And then I've also played Amnesia the Bunker, which is really interesting, because It's very different to the old amnesia games. It's not linear. There's no kind of like insanity meters or anything like that. Um, You're in a bunker. There are like five zones within the bunker, and you have to traverse between them to gather up all the items that you need to escape it. And there's like this creature that's constantly chasing you throughout the experience, um, very like alien isolation style um so you have to go back and forth between the areas and there's a lot of kind of organic um like gameplay where you have to figure out your own route of how you get into this building when you need this item or like me you just blow up the door with a grenade because fuck finding the key um and it's got a really interesting take on it it does have problems the save system sucks and it crashed on me like three times um but i think if you're into like the the stalker type horror games um this one will be right up your street um and me and roscoe have also played starship troopers i know we've spoken about it previously it's just fun shooting hundreds of thousands of bugs just really really fun um again it's still a little bit messy as it's in early access um but there's a couple of modes already there's a lot of really cool content and there's just nothing better than hunkering down there's 20 of you all shooting at bugs at the same time trying to defend this one point on the map and then at the end you've got 2 minutes to get to the extraction everybody's clambering around everybody's throwing grenades everybody's dying it's it's wild um but a really really fun time so yeah those are all my recommendations for the last 2 3 weeks or so
0: lovely i i think um starship troopers might be the most memeable game that i've seen <laughs> um the, the amount of tiktoks that i'm currently being served for, about, about starship troopers um there was this one where the guy, you know, he wasn't going to make it, and he was he was shouting on the mic, go, oh, it's fine, and then he blew himself up just to go out the aliens with him. Um, <laughs> it was just, you know, they'd even got the Starship Trooper music in the background. It's just a fucking, uh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to playing that when I get time or it comes to console or Game Pass or whatever it comes to, Um, because uh, I, I can't afford it right now, I don't think, uh, having just splashed on Street Fighter. Um, yeah. but yeah I'm, I'm really i'm really quite looking forward to playing that so thank you very much for your recommendations that's all right Cats. now josh stole miles's miles stole yours <laughs> so now you've got to think of a really obscure pc game that Yogdog dog was playing so that you still <laughs> have okay so um if you, if something something,
3: something something kingdoms something free <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, that's that's what i recommend <laughs> um, or anything from Paradox. Uh, um, is it Paradox? Is
0: yeah, that... Paradox. Well done.
3: Yeah. nice. Listen, so, what is your recommendation? Um, <laughs> my recommendation was Spider Man soundtrack. I also third Spider Man thing, um, because some of the scenes in there are genuinely more stunning than anything I've ever seen in in cinema. Um, the graphics, the visuals, oh, incredible. Love of love. love. And I hadn't seen the first one. So I went into it having to, like, crib for the second one because I just ran out of time to see the first one. Um, I had to get a lowdown on what actually happened. But luckily I've played Miles Morales, so it does take a lot of the same story as um the game. So, yeah, it was... Um, but I did a couple of, like, YouTube cribbing sessions on things you need to know before you watch it. Oh, of course, it's um, But the soundtrack is incredible. Like... The soundtrack is one of those soundtracks where you can play it in the background if you need to concentrate. Um, It's just a very, very cool, vibey soundtrack. So that's my first recommendation. My second recommendation, and I can't remember if I've already shouted this out, so I'll shout out again because it's very good, which is After Us. um, And that's a very good game from Piccolo. It's essentially a game where um, the wild has been destroyed by humans and Mother Nature is fighting for her life to save the rest of the animals, but they've all died. And um, you, as Gaia, need to take Mother Nature's heart and essentially find the vessels of the animals through the kind of really desolate world. Um, It's kind of like adventure, it's atmospheric. It's like an atmospheric platformer, essentially. And I just really enjoyed it. Like at first I wasn't really massively sold and it was one of those games where the more I played it, the more I was like, can't put this down and I don't want to put this down um so yeah I was always just like looking for the next world. there's like like the map is done like um like a constellation and the constellation like points the different vessels that you need to find at the end of each chapter and after like the second chapter you can kind of go in which any direction you want um so that's really cool and then when you like save a little animal and you save a soul of an animal not a vessel but like the souls um, they start roaming around the world in their little like ghost forms, um, which is really sweet. Um, and you find memories of the human world, and yeah, it's just really interesting, and it's it's a very good game. Um, so yeah, that's out on PS4, PS4, PS, PS4, PS5. Um, maybe other platforms as well. I can't remember what consoles. Those... Less
0: less, or, less important consoles, you know. It's on the important one? Yes, the lessers, yeah. <laughs>
3: um, I do think it might just be PlayStation, though, if I'm... No, it is on Xbox. It's on Xbox and PC as well.
0: Okay. So. Excellent. I was, I was <laughs> looking fine. at that. I, I missed the PlayStation Plus discount on that, because I read your review and I was like, I want this. Um, And then... <laughs> and I think it was like 15% discount if you bought it within like the first couple of days of release.
3: Oh, really? Oh, Nice.
0: And then I went back. and yeah, it was no wait for
3: and was it to like, go myself. Oh no, <laughs> catch it next time. It is good. It's good. It's good pickup. I feel, but yeah, not one to add to the backlog. It will go far, far down the list.
0: <laughs> right. Okay then. Um. Finally, rounding this out, Yog Dog. What have you got for us?
4: Well, cat stopped on my though. I was playing this game called something, something Kingdom, something, something <laughs> three. But it, um, yeah. I paradox. Guess... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paradox. Um. It it's it it was some strategy game. It it it's of course it was. it's good. It's it's very good. Um uh what is my recommendation for this week? Uh, I'm gonna recommend Diablos if anyone wants to play some with me, I am free. Okay. Uh so yeah, I'm gonna go for the world's biggest indie release in Diablo 4, I suppose. It's, uh, I don't really need to say much more about it because I think everyone knows what it is at this stage.
0: Yeah, I think I think we've talked to quite a bit about it on this podcast. Uh, is it crossplay? Is my question to you? Do you know if it's crossplay between? I believe PC? it is. It look. is. Oh, this is awesome! awesome. All right, so... I'll
4: cross-play. Miles. Um you, you can drag me through some lower levels because <laughs> guess what class I am? Considering <laughs> Your <my> earlier conversation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I'll give yes. you my skeleton
1: army. It's fine. You can have my skellies
4: i'm i'm a barbarian because i I am actually a barbarian in real life i have the beard to to go go with it so um i I couldn't resist
1: i feel for you man you're
0: fighting the good fight so miles and his skeleton army the the pussy ass barbarian and the bear (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like a weird lord of the rings spin-off the really shit Guardians of the Galaxy. No, it sounds like some <laughs> shitty,
4: world doings fan fiction
0: or
1: something. Yeah, something's gone wrong in all processing. Unquestionable
4: sites. <laughs> I love it.
0: Um, so my recommendation for this week is to play Beat Saber on PSVR two because it is fucking astounding. Um, there was some frame rate issues when it first launched. They patched those out and my god this game looks so good on psvr 2 there's got like they've added some new effects which were on the pc version so it's like a big step up from the original psvr it's just so good oh my god do i get sweaty um let me tell you this is assisted in my weight loss journey um my daily dose of either synth riders or uh beat saber has has assisted me no end um but uh yeah, if you if you I know you know there's like five people in the world who haven't played beat sabers at this point. Um me. <laughs> do, do you know what? <laughs> you don't live too far away from me. I'm gonna come in a car, kidnap you, and make you play some non-strategy games or like force you to play beat saber. I, I
4: I would love to come over and try your VR for Beat Saber, uh Pavlov, and I'm sure you'll have a couple of other suggestions as well.
0: Oh man, I I've I'm I'm only a few games away from having every vr game at this point purchased and either ready to play and not yet played um i haven't bought pavlov yet which is the one game that i actually one of the only games i haven't purely because i know i'm going to suck at it so yeah
4: i i got a question are you looking forward to playing beat saber on apple vr (laughs)
0: Um I'll be honest with you. Um my boss <laughs> has texted me and said, my ex-boss has texted me and said, how cheap is that Apple VR? <laughs> what? No, that's a fucking joke. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, so yeah, there are <laughs> there are best, suckers. You know? There are suckers in this world. Um, <laughs> I'm just like whatever. Okay. Anyway. Now,
4: what's the most expensive VR currently available?
0: It's Apple VR, <laughs>
4: Other than Apple. Like,
0: I think it uh, the
2: it'd, Valve Index, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, because it's the full room, room scale one, isn't it with all the sensors. Mm. So, I think it's either that or the Vive. I think the Vive was pretty expensive. I know um, what um,
4: a grand each or something.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think you know Apple have. They must have some incredible tech on there. I think that might be a topic for next month, next week's podcast. If we can get through all the excitement of all the shows. Um, but you know, it's just just wild. You know. Oh. I'm gonna you know, it, it's essentially a car. You sp- spending the amount of money you could buy on it spend on a car on a VR headset, which is just insane. Oh,
4: you could get not quite full top of the range. You won't be well, uh, no, maybe you could. A forty ninety a graphics card is the most expensive one is two thousand one hundred pounds, but you can get uh like a slightly lesser one for about eighteen hundred quid. And then with everything else, you can probably get a 4080, which I think is about twelve hundred quid plus all the PC components, for about the same price as a as an Apple VR. That's nuts. You can basically get a top of the line gaming PC for um yeah, the same price as that, just but, because of the Apple tax.
0: But will will the PC version lock you out of using any other apps that Apple haven't authorized? <laughs> I mean, will, will it do that? Uh, will it be, be giving that functionality? Uh, I, it, I'm sure. I'm sure something could be cooked up. Will it? Will it force me to use proprietary headphones, which only you work on this device?
4: No, thankfully.
0: Okay, well there you go then. What am I even paying for?
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. Well, that is one less feature on the spec sheet.
0: I, I imagine the, the ten owners of this Apple headset are gonna put it on a mantelpiece and never play it because they are just absolute wankers that want to use it as a stasis symbol. Anyway, um I'd like to thank Kat for this next part because uh, I'll be honest with you, Ross has perfected this this exit. Kat and Miles and Josh have, have further um you know, made it their own, and I'm going to try and do it, but will not be able to do it properly. Uh, if anyone would like to step in and actually do the exit script, I would absolutely um, feel honoured to have you do that, because I'm probably not going to do this anywhere near as, as good as you guys have always done it.
3: <laughs> no? Cool. Actually, I, I, it. I, I, I would, it, I would
4: if I knew what it was. Dance for us. I feel
3: like <laughs> with
4: uh, the Zoom
2: lag Everyone should read it aloud at the exact same time. Can <laughs> <laughs> we, though? Oh. I don't have the
4: script. Otherwise, oh, I would. I, I, I don't have the script. So I'm. Okay,
0: read. right. The, this, this is probably going to go off the rails. I'm going to paste this into the Slack right now. Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's so, so funny. That chaos rain. I'm so sorry, Rob's Ross. going <laughs>
3: I barely okay.
1: even managed to get it right when I have to do it alone.
0: <laughs> right. Okay then. Is it? Can everybody see it? Can everybody see it? Yes. Right. No, okay. Why have I not got it? Oh, why I can't I not see either. I it. put okay. it into podcast. I put it into podcast on the Slack. Uh, oh. Oh, oh we put it in the chat? I can put it in the chat here. That's no problem. Okay. Just in case anyone can't see it. There we go. Okay.
1: Are we all going to sign off as cat as well? Yes,
3: <laughs> yeah. you, do you know what? I thought this when Sean was going to read out? I, like, I bet he signs off as me because that's what it says.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Ross. I'm sorry in advance for this. I really am sorry. Um, I just couldn't control them, Ross. They're like a bunch of kids, <laughs> they, they do the bad things. They're all really bad influences. Right? <laughs> okay, after three, then right? Oh, ready. One, two, three. Right, 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 right yeah, yeah. That's the from thing. So much to this podcast.
2: absolutely every a If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter. can follow us can follow us on can follow us on Twitter. can follow us on Twitter. and doesn't Twitter. smart
0: and does Twitter. really like we do, thank you. very,
3: very,
2: I have been kept.
3: with the been kept. I
0: have been I have been I have
2: been kept. I have been I have been kept. I have been I have been I have been
0: kept.
3: Goodbye, Cat. And, and,
4: and we will see you next time on the Finger Guns podcast.
3: <laughs>
0: <Wow>. <laughs> this is the stupidest shit we have ever done.
3: We <laughs> <laughs> recorded it um, on Spotify forever.
0: Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I hope everyone was really satisfied by whatever that was. <laughs> I think that was the best outro um, I've ever recorded. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I apologize to everyone that just sat through that, and um, <laughs> we'll catch you next time. I was cat. <laughs> See you next time on the Big Goods Podcast. <laughs> Bye.